I think we have 11 days left in the year or so, which is kind of crazy to think about, bro, because it's it's been one hell of a year, my friend. Um, but speaking of hell of a year, <laughs> what was the craziest thing that happened to you this past year? This is where we're coming up literally where it's over. It's over. 2022 is practically done with. So... Dude, and before I give you the craziest thing that happened to me this year, like, holy shit, the year of 2022 is almost yeah. over, dude. It's just, that that flew by. And then, I mean, if we look at 2021, you know, the lockdown that we were going through, it carried into 2022. We're still dealing with COVID BS all around the world. Seriously, dude, like, seriously. Masks and, you know, spikes and this and that. So, it's crazy to me that that starts in 2022. 20 and here we are going into 2023 and like hey the pandemic is still around people are still talking about it producing news stories so just in a time lapse sense that that blows my mind and it blows my mind that this year is almost over but dude craziest thing that happened to me this year it's a great great question my friend i'm gonna have to kick it back to june of this year the hot Denver summer that we were having, man. And in that hot Denver summer, a lot of Denver heads decided to mob McGregor Square downtown for the Colorado Avalanche, winning the Stanley, baby. Lord Stanley in possession of us right now. We are the champs, side note. But, dude, yeah. Uh, I went to McGregor. There's a ton of people around. You couldn't even walk most of the time, bro. And I think it was game one or game two or something like that. Here I am. In this mosh pit, dude. Just trying to work my way through the crowd. And I see an old homeboy, bro, I used to play baseball with. Just like walking, walking through. And I'm like, no, no effing way, dude. And I'm seeing this cat right now. So I go, hey. He's like, what's up, bro? Like, how you doing? And we dapped up. We talked. He was a good homeboy back in the day. He used to play cards, used to play ball, like on our off periods. And... He goes, hey, man, like, you're going to come see my place. And I was like, yeah, sure, dude, I'd love to. And he points up right above McGregor Square. And people in Denver would know that McGregor Square has these apartments. And he's like, that's my apartment right there. And I was like, dude, no way. He's like, yeah, like, let me come show you. So we work our way through this mosh pit crowd. He goes to the doors. You know, you got guards left and right. And we make it up to his place, dude. And it's beautiful. McGregor Square has beautiful apartments. And his apartment is the only apartment in the whole square, dude, where you can go out onto the porch and actually watch this big screen of the Colorado Avalanche playing, dude. It's the only apartment out of like, you know, 200, 300, whatever it is on McGregor Square that you can actually physically like watch and see the game from the balcony, dude. So, I mean, it was just crazy of like, abs are in the cup, my city's alive, everyone's out and about. And then randomly I see my homeboy who's got the only place on the square you can watch from his balcony. So, yeah, we connected, man. I ended up hanging out with him uh, every game of the cup, watching from his balcony. And it was so cool to be down in that mosh pit and to be up above it and see everyone going nuts, throwing waters, you know, face paint and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, the craziest thing that happened to me is like, I, I think that that is like a one in a million odds that I'll even see this cat and talk to him in the first place. And then one in a billion 
The cat owns the only apartment on the square. You can watch the actual like jumbotron game and see the crowd from above or from below. So yeah, man, that overall was just a super cool experience to reconnect with him, watch the Avs, obviously, in just an absolutely beautiful apartment on the porch. And yeah, man, th- those are memories that I will keep with me forever for this year. So yeah, I think out of everything that happened this year, um, that is the most euphoric, like best, craziest shit all around that happened. And Avs won the cup too, my guy, talking a little bit about that later in our segments we got coming up, but... Yeah, against all odds, that's the craziest shit that happened to me this year, bro. So that that's what I got for you. But my guy, you you got any crazy shit that happened to you this year? What's the craziest thing that happened to you this year, bro? So that that is awesome. That is definitely an experience like a lot of sports fans can relate to, right? Like seeing their their home team win in the city with a large crowd with a great view. And like you said, that euphoric like experience. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I had, I had a little bit of a different experience that I classified in my crazy category. And uh, yeah, dude, you know, at one point this year, girlfriend and I wanted to take a little uh, weekend vacay and uh, so we so we got the puppy, a little dog sitter, you know, and um, we, we 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 went out of town to the mountains. You know, we went to beautiful Keystone, Colorado, and uh, it was great. Did a little hiking. Um, first night, absolutely lovely. Just me and the lady, you know, got to spend some quality time together, watch some movies, you know, hang out and just relax. And then, you know, of course. We had at one point, you know, went to the hot tub and um, listen, at this point, Keystone's like kind of a dead town, right? Like it's not up and lively. Like Keystone's a, a ski town. Like I think majority of Coloradans would, would agree with me on that. And so there, there's not a ton of people out, not a ton of shops open or anything like that. But I uh, happened to meet a gentleman in the, in the hot tub. I'm waiting for girlfriend to come down. So, so I'm already down. Marty at the hot tub. There's another guy out there. He's playing some some Bad Bunny, very loud, you know. And you know, he just seems like he was he he was in a sad vibe. And and um, long story short, we just kind of got to talking and everything. Turns out he had a crazy just history of of, of women and everything like that. And, and he was just kind of venting to me a little bit and whatnot. And I was like, wow, you know. Sometimes you never know who you're going to meet in in the middle of of June in Keystone, I guess, right? Um, And I heard some interesting stories. I heard some interesting stories. Let me just say that, bro. Um, So that was the first interesting thing. But that night, incredible first night. You say, all right, McKay, why was this a crazy story? The craziness happened right after this. All right, bro. Right after my lovely first night, okay? Girlfriend and I decided to have pizza. Here's where everything went down here. Right, boom, no good, no good. Have pizza. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. She on the record, she if she heard this pod, she'd say, No, Ben, I disagree with you. But I believe, I believe this is true to this day. I believe she got sick having cauliflower pizza. I really do. I think the crust was was bad, and I think that's what got her sick. You say, Oh, she got sick, and I say, Yeah, she got food poisoning, bro, for hours, like like six plus hours to the point where finally we're like shit 
I'm going to have to take her to the hospital because she's like super weak. She can't even move. There's nothing else that she can throw up at this point. And, you know, we got to go. The bright side of, you're like, oh, the hospital's probably close, right? It's not. It's not fucking close, bro. This hospital, this 24-7, right? I think at this point, it's right around. We had been up, I think, from 3 to now it's like 540. And at this point, I'm like, we just got to go in. It's time. We waited out 20 minutes trying to, you know, get some hydration, trying to get some water in or everything like that. And it's like, it's it's not worth it. So we're like, we're going nearest hospital that's open 24 hours, right? There's urgent cares opening in three hours. And we were like, we can't wait that long, right? Like it's a weekend. They were opening up at 9 a.m. It's not even 7 a.m. yet. We can't wait that long. She's not feeling good. We just kind of sent to the hospital. We drive, bro. This elevation gain, I shit you not. I don't even know what hospital we went to. I guarantee this was somewhere in Breckenridge. But I sh- it, it was like driving up a fucking mountain, bro. And the road is not even, okay? It's up a mountain and it's winding and turning. And girlfriend, God forbid, she's not feeling well at all. And I'm trying to navigate my car up this mountain, down this mountain, right? While she's not feeling good. Trying to roll down the windows. Because me, I get super nauseous. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm running off of like hours of sleep at this point. But uh, luckily... We got to the hospital. Everything was good. We got some IV. Definitely had food poisoning, potential stomach bug. They don't know what it was, but she got hydrated. And, you know, at that point we had one more night, but we were, you know, we were tired. And, you know, at that point it was like we lost. We took the L. We did. We officially took the L. We waved the white flag on the the trip. But like I told you before, I, I told you this story a little bit before. I think it brought us closer together. There's a positive in that. So the person you love, you always do shit like that for. So I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that. But damn, bro. Sometimes you just that, expect the unexpected. I think that's like a theme for 2022, right? Like expect the unexpected. And that's what that's what happened with me. But uh, hey, we're, we're good now. But that's the craziest shit that happened to me this year, bro. So... Yeah, dude, expect the unexpected, right? And you're a very positive guy, you know, and <laughs> my my story, you know, is more positive side of the expected unexpected, but bro, for you expecting the unexpected, it's like, hey, get the puppy a setter, we're going to have a good time in Vail, dude, and like just like that, after a great first night, the tables have turned, bro. And it's out of nowhere. It's unexpected. And you just got to go with it, dude. And that's, you know, that's the- so true. That's so, bro, because I, the one thing, like, I, here's the thing, like, I, I like knowing where things are at, right? Like, I like knowing, like, my surroundings. Like, Keystone, bro, this is the first time I've been to Keystone in years. And so, like, on top of it, half the shit being closed and then trying to find this hospital, dude, I was just like, it was like fight or flight mode. It's like, dude, all right, go time. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention go time. It's like, yeah, you're go time. You're going to be driving up the side of a mountain <laughs> here in the mountain town, dude. Like, wow, man. But, hey, that goes to show, right? Like, 
if you're with someone and like you know think things are rolling like there's only there's only a, a small amount of people I feel like in my life where I'd be tolerating that and be like okay we're good after dude you know so really <laughs> it takes it takes um you know a special connection a special person to like keep going like you said it's strengthened your relationship bro so bro would you take I, me uh, I'm just kidding. Of course, of course, I'd take you, my guy. Of course, Man I'd says take I'm you. on his special list. I'm on his special <laughs> list. <laughs> but you better not get fucking sick if we take a getaway. That's all I gotta say, my friend. No, uh, but I, expect the unexpected, dude. I I love that theme for tonight as we go into the special pod for yes. the year to end the year like it's yes, a great theme bro. to be rolling yes. with because we got we got a lot of crazy shit to be talking about here yes bro like you said this is the final degenerates talk sports of 2022 bro it's been a hell of a year a lot of good a lot of good like a lot of good growth right a lot of good growth um but yeah bro Hell of a year. Uh, we're going to dive into it a little bit. Um, we're going to run the show a little differently. Um, I know you're going to break it down for us here shortly. But yeah, bro, quick shout out to Degenerate Nation. We appreciate you guys so much. We're building a lot of stuff on the back end here, and we can't wait to share it with you very, very soon. 2023 is going to be huge for Degenerate Media Network and uh, lots to come. Lots to come. So, so keep your ears uh ears and eyes peeled for that um but kick it over to you bro we got a special segment for degens tonight they're gonna enjoy this one this is very different than what we normally do but i think it's right i think it's a it's, it's a good way to end the year so yeah bro i i love it i can't wait do we want to start the show as we have all the time best thing we saw in sports this week okay all right bro let me Hit you first, though, bro, with the best thing I saw in sports this week. And it's keeping with the theme, the craziest thing. Expect the unexpected. I know I sent you this earlier to watch, bro. It was the Patriots and the Raiders end of the game, dude. Game is tied 24 apiece. And we've seen some crazy lateral plays this year, dude, like Duke scoring in the final minutes, uh, interceptions being thrown here to catch it inbounds there. But, dude, this was without a doubt the craziest shit I've ever seen in an NFL football game, dude. You've got a tie game. The Patriots are on their, like, 30 or 40, dude. Like, it's not like you're close to the end zone either. You've got you've got 60 yards to go. And Damian Harris decides to lateral it. I think it was to Jacoby Myers. Don't quote me on that. But some wide receiver on New England. And this cat... Decides he's going to throw the ball 30 yards backwards to somebody else for them to go run it in 80 yards for the touchdown. Nope. It was caught by number 58 of the Raiders. He he just, yeah, I don't even know what you'd call it. An interception, a fumble, whatever it was, a missed lateral. And this cat just sticks his foot into Mac Jones' neck. Mac's not stopping him, that's for sure. Plows over him like a freaking bulldozer. And he takes he takes the touchdown in for the Raiders to win the game with zero on the clock. Zero is on the clock for two or three minutes, dude. And this cat just gets a gift thrown into his hand baskets. And then he runs this shit 40 yards for the touchdown. So, no. New England said, we don't want to go to overtime. We want to try and win this thing right now. And it didn't work out. 
Raiders take it to the house, win it 30-24. to 24. Never seen anything like it in an NFL football game, okay? I, I truly couldn't believe what I was watching when I saw this shit go down. So that, that has to be the best, craziest thing I saw in sports this week. Great, great pick. Um, yeah, I saw this. You sent this to me. And I, I, I didn't even watch this game because I, I was like, these these two teams haven't been as impressive. I, I've been saying it all year. The Raiders, the Raiders suck. I'll still keep saying it. I, I know I know they put the, they pulled this one out, but I still think the Raiders suck. Um, but yeah, bro, overall good pick. That was absolutely wild. That was so crazy. I don't know what you're thinking. Just go into overtime. Just go into overtime. What's the just take the knee, bro? Like, what's the forward backward shit, dude? Come on, guys. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I need to say anymore. But uh, best thing I saw in sports this week, bro. <laughs> um, to follow up, and guess what? Guess what? This is me being intellectually honest again. Okay, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? You're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. I'm gonna eat my words regarding the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. And here's why. The Cincinnati Bengals, everyone, who those who have watched this past week, they were down the Bucks. They were down to the Bucks 14 to 3 going into the half. And it was not looking good for Cincy. Okay. I was like, Tom Brady, we're seeing a little, maybe a little flashback from the old GOAT, right? Because we're it's not like we're seeing him playing consistent GOAT-like numbers, but maybe a little uh flashback. All right, out comes Cincinnati, bro. Score 17 unanswered points on the Bucks. 17 unanswered. So you think, okay, shit. All right, they score 17. It's now 2014. Bucks are still in range. We're going into the fourth. Nope. Bucks, bro, fall off the fall off the helm here. Bengals put up 14 points in the fourth quarter, bro. Put up 17 in the third, 14 in the fourth. I'll eat my words. Best thing I saw in sports this week, Cincinnati Bengals, man. They they look really good. Do they move into my NFL power rankings, bro? They're right there. They're right there, bro. They're right there. They may be knocking off Detroit, bro. They're, they're right there. Oh, do I love to hear that. Is that music? To my ears, my guy, thank you for accepting the Cincinnati Bengals as a great team. Because I know, I wish we could talk power ranks tonight, man. Last part of the year, you guys are going to just have to wait until January because the script's shaking up a little bit this year. But yeah, bro, like thank you. I've been saying since early November, watch out for this Bengals team. You know, I think they were eight and, you know, four, eight and six at the time. Whatever it was, they weren't looking like one of the strongest teams in the NFL. But yeah, man, Joe Bird, Joe Ice. I think he's that cold cat. There are my power rankings for sure. But ladies and gentlemen, you'll just have to wait until January now to see where McKay is ranking the orange and black for himself. But dude, Tom Brady, real quick, McKay, before we jump into what we got tonight. Do you know the last time that this cat posted a losing record season? I believe it was 2002. 2002. We were three years old, bro. <laughs> we, we were learning how to ride tricycles the last time that this that's guy right. That's right. That's right. had a losing season. And I, I just want to pose the question to you, man. Is is Tommy Boy going to have a losing season this year? He's got to win out, if not, to go 9-8. and eight. But 
I think all all signs are maybe pointing towards the Bucks having a losing season this year, and which is crazy because they still might make the playoffs. So, what do you think, man? Tom Brady losing season this year? Or do you think these last three games he finds that that fountain of youth he's been looking for? No, I think these last three games they figure it out. I really do. They maybe go on a win out. I don't. I don't know who they're playing. Like we said, they're probably going to make the playoffs, um, especially if they win one or two more games because their division isn't very good at all. Uh, but dude, no, I think. I don't think we're seeing the decline of the GOAT. I really don't. Because, like, for example, let's just pull his stats from this past game, right? He, he didn't play horribly. 30 for 44, 312 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, right? Um, Godwin still top target. Um, same thing with Mike Evans. I, I The offense, bro, it's just like you look at it and you compare it to other teams' offense and it just doesn't flow. Like, that's the best way to describe it. Like Mike Evans is dropping balls. That connection between Mike Evans and and Tom is no longer there. I, I truly believe that Godwin has, I think, has kind of emerged as his top wide receiver, especially this year. But dude, I don't think it's necessarily a decline of him, but just the team overall in general. And on the other other side, flip the coin. You got a lot of other young bucks, dude, that are really good with really good talent around them you know, that are young, right? Like you, you look at kind of the age group, not to say any, the bucks are old, but fuck Tom's 72 this year. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, I'm just kidding. I love the goat. He's not 72. He's like 44, 45. No, I think he's, he's 76. You've mistaken your. Oh, it might be, it might be, it might be. <laughs> but anyway, like Leonard Fournette, right? He's, he's kind of a vet. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, those are kind of vet players. Like you look at young wide receivers now who are kind of crushing the game. Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, Tyreek, like Jalen Waddle. Like, dude, those are the guys that and the teams and the quarterbacks. So I think it's just a little bit, you know, the league's getting better, younger talents getting better. And um, you know, Tommy's just he's on an unfortunate decline. You know, nobody can outlast father time. Nobody can outlast one time. That's fair, my guy. But uh, McKay's hot take, they might win out, probably make the playoffs. My take on it is I think Tom will have a losing season. I also don't know the matchups he has these next three weeks. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to be a losing season. I, I'm not so convinced that they're a playoff lock this year. I, I could see Tommy Boy missing the playoffs. So, uh, that's what I got on it. But uh, all, all great talk there for best things that we saw in sports. I think we can kick it over to segment two now. Best of for the year of 2022. And my guy, I can't wait. So take the reins on this. Where are we going with it? Yes, yes. So like we said, tonight's pod special, a little different. Um, we're breaking down. We got a couple segments, you know, centered around the year as a whole. Okay, so we're going to start off segment two best of 2022 we got we're talking music tv shows sporting moments movies and then youtubers slash podcasts and then lastly biggest winners for certain industries so uh with that bro we got a lot to talk about it's seriously ridiculous bro that we have like literally less than two weeks till the end of the year like that's that's stupid five days till christmas Less than two weeks to the end of the year. That's that's ridiculous. But bro, we've got, we've seen a lot of good shit. 
Seen a lot of dumb shit. Seen a lot of crazy shit this year. But uh, give me the top five music, songs, or albums uh, of 2022 for you, my guy. Yeah, bro. And I think you hit this on the head earlier. Um, for music, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best year. Okay, we had some good songs, some good albums, but I felt like that pizzazz that we get some years was lacking a little bit. But I am, I'm going to give you the top three songs, in my opinion, from this year. Um, just music-wise, like there are honorable mentions here and there, but songs that really hit home, and I was like, damn, like this deserves to be on a best of list. Uh, I got three for you, my guy, so I'm going to hit you. With number three, this song is a dark horse. I bet you a lot of people haven't heard it. It's a SoundCloud song. But, dude, it's Billie Eilish on SoundCloud. And if you haven't heard this song, go listen, man. It's so unique, so just intricate, bro. Like, it, it's like I've been taken back to the time of Aladdin, okay? And this background music. Who's it by? Me. Who's it by? Ah, it's a great question. It's a SoundCloud artist, so... They're not, you know, too too hip on it. Um, I'll, I'll get that name here in just a second. But the reason I love this song so much, see, like, it was such a good song. I don't even remember the artist. because it was. And, just, it, and it's titled Billie Eilish? Yeah. Um, yeah here, let that. me pull it up real quick. But, um, yeah, man, just, like, the vibes of it, it was so unique, um, so different. And I, I loved it, man. It's a short song. It's only two to three minutes long. And I'm looking for this artist's name right here real quick, dude. Um, yeah, man, I can't find it, but I swear to you, if you just put Billy right, we'll, Eilish- pl- we'll we'll plug it. We'll plug it in the in the show comments. So we're all oh, yeah. no worries. No Absolutely. Worries. But yeah, dude, this song was just different, bro. It gave me a different vibe. It had me move in different ways. And I truly hadn't heard anything like this. So even if you sound cloud song. Give me the mood of this. The mood, dude? Yeah, what's the mood of this? It's very, like, groovy, funky, but, like, I'm also, like, in a vibe. It's, like, groovy, funky, but you're in, like, the coolest club in Egypt that's ever existed. (laughs) What what are you doing while listening to this? Maybe that's a better question. Like, what's it a good, like, is it good background music for something? Yeah, I mean, I'd say say it's good driving music, good lifting music, good party music. It's just an an all-around song. All yeah. right, good shit, good shit. All right, hard, we're, we're, so. I like it, I like it. Give me a number so, two here. Number two, it's Knife Talk by Drake and 21 That's Savage, a good dude. one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And it came out earlier in this year, but bro, like, you know my vibes. You know I love that music that goes hard, that hip-hop shit that hits. And this is one of those songs, Knife Talk, dude, where I got two of my favorite artists collabing, doing really good stuff, and... Uh, this was a song that was released, as I said, earlier in the year, but I think it was good and people kind of forgot about it. So I wanted to bring life to Knife Talk again because I'm very high on 21 Savage being one of the top artists. And I know for sure Drake is up there for me. That could be a controversial take for some people. But yeah, my guy, Knife Talk, if you haven't heard it by Drake and 21, you guys need to tap in because that's the number two song for me this year. But number one, bro. By Miles, okay? This song just hit different, okay? And it was it was my top song. I listen to it all the time. I still listen to it. It's called I'm On One, and it's by Drake and Future. Have you, have you heard this song before? 
Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, dude. So this song for me, dude, just hit so it hit home, bro. Like this is the type of shit that I love: upbeat, good artist music. And I thought Drake just hit the nail on the head in so many different manners with this. And on the side, the future too, I think is a very underrated artist. Like. What, what can't this cat do, bro? Like, he, he collabs. He does his own shit. He's got so many different vibes and moods. So, yeah, man. Uh, I'm on one. Remains the top song for me this year. And probably my favorite song uh, uh, right now, currently, still. Like, I, I'm all over that and love that song. But for music takes, my guy, that's what I got. I'm just going to give top three songs. But can't wait to hear what you're bringing to the music palette tonight here. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. So I, I went a different round. I went with my top five albums this year. Okay. And, and I don't, and these are in no particular order. Okay. No particular order because I, I really think I dove in. So I, I got this thing kind of for like old school rap. Like I love old school rap, like old school rappers, like Pusha T, Nas. And so they both dropped projects this year. And, if I was to rate this album, this was by far the best rap album I've heard in a long time. And it's um, Almost Dry uh, by Pusha T, dude. And this this whole album, bro, I think was just, just, just beautiful. Like a 10 out of 10, whole album, bro. And I don't say that about a lot of rap albums. So if I was to rate this, Pusha T, he will probably not win any awards for this, but this is, you listen to the lyrics of this, you listen to this, this is this is probably my album. Um, second, if I was to throw numbers, Nas, uh, King's Disease, bro. He This was, I think it's King's Disease 3. He re- This was kind of a recent project, but dude, it's, it's, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Damn, bro. Old school rap, bro. It just it's fucking different than some of the shit that we listen to nowadays. Not knocking anything. Not knocking anything. It's just different, bro. And then I, I feel like my my kind of music palette is just like open to a lot of different genres. Okay. So I go a completely different route, hop into more of like the the um rock or you know kind of vibey music i would say and i gotta throw um mount joy out there and i went and saw their show this past year they were absolutely incredible i believe the album's titled orange blood came out in 2022 really great album very low-key vibes definitely something you can listen to in the car no doubt um great album overall and then finally bro i gotta say young the giant bro acts one through two bro great I went and saw them live this year. They they have always been one of my favorite bands, so I'm a little biased, but they released a really good album this year. And uh, yeah, dude, they would round out my top five. So, damn, bro, I love it. Giving Pusha T some love here in 2022. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. Give me that, Young the Giant. Great pick too, dude. Yeah. I think uh, you can't go wrong with any of those albums. So, so check check those out if you haven't heard them for sure. For yeah, sure. people want golden nuggets for your ears. Go check out those albums. Check out those songs I drop because you will not be disappointed. I promise you that. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love it. All right, so that was uh, that was the best of our top songs slash albums of uh, 2022, bro. I love that. Next, 
our next little sub point here. Top three to five TV shows we watched this year, bro. Either this could be a Netflix series, Hulu, HBO, whatever, you know. But uh, you watched some good shows this year, bro? Or, or where were you were like, you were like, oh, this was like a really good year for content? Or were you kind of like, ah, you know, this was a okay. Yeah, bro. I got to say it was a good year for uh, content, especially from a show standpoint. You know, with the music, like I had said, it was kind of eh. But uh, shows, bro, I I think we've talked about it before. Just like with Streaming Wars, you know, everyone wants everyone's attention, bro. You got to be, you know, top of the line to grab people's attention, to make them come to your app and your platform. And I can definitely say, man, uh, I was grabbed a few different times this year and sucked into... Uh, uh, this whole binge watching shows here and there, but let me start with the fifth best show that I saw this year, man. It was on Apple TV, believe it or not, too, man. Um, it's a show called Severance, and the story the story behind this dude is you've got a guy, okay, or a woman, and they have their life, but as soon as they enter their work life. Their life is severed in half, split in half. So the person at work can't remember anything about the personal life. And then once you leave work, you the personal life person can't remember anything about work. So it's like two completely different people, but it's the same person, if that makes sense, bro. They basically sever them. Um, it's, it's season one just ended, season two will be coming. But just from a cinematography standpoint, the music, the acting, all around – it was a very good show and worthy of making my top five list. So I have Severance from Apple TV coming in at number five. And number four, dude, I got to go with a show I've told you about too. It's Lock and Key, dude. And I know you might have started a little bit here and there, but they just had their final season. So they say, you know, season finale this year. And it was epic, dude. The young actor, Bodie, he plays such a good part in so many manners. And I won't spoil anything too much, but... Basically, we've got these magic keys from a different realm that possess powers such as opening a door to go wherever you want, time traveling. We've got the flame key. There's, there's, I think there's 13 or 14 different keys, and all this energy is basically stolen from another world, and that other world uh, doesn't like that very much, and basically they're demons. But yeah, dude. I got to put lock and key number four. Uh, I say definitely tune in and watch this shit if you're kind of into fantasy, magic, uh, that type of stuff. So lock and key take a number four spot for me. And, dude, I'm going to put the Lincoln Lawyer here at number three. I don't know if you've seen this show, but it was epic, bro. It was about this guy who's a washed-up lawyer He's drunk, he was out of the game for a while, and Goliath 2, I saw that, it's a very similar show with a different um, plot, I believe that's on Amazon Prime, but um, dude, Lincoln Lawyer was great, it was on Netflix, same with Lock and Key, and it was a story about redemption, dude, this guy who gets a crazy case, he solves the case, and takes a twist and turn at the end is all I will say, but all around, man, if you like, kind of like, being in question, what's going to happen next? Ooh, that was a crazy twist type show. I'd say The Lincoln Lawyer is uh, the show for you. And number two, dude, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Wednesday on here, okay? And I know this is a new show, but I loved it, man. Anna Ortega, or excuse me, um, 
Southern Ortega, she's the main actor. She gained a ton of followers right over, you know, the release of the show. But you take a show that's a classic like The Addams Family, okay, and you're able to spin a good modern-day show around the concept and topic. Like, I loved it, bro. I was all about it. And if you guys want a little synopsis about this, uh, Wednesday from The Addams Family is all grown up. She's gotten kicked out of her first high school. She's a very demon-menacing type of person. Honestly, the type of girl that I'm looking to find in my life. So if there's a Wednesday out there, you know, hit, hit my line because I, I loved her personality and her stature. But yeah, man, I won't spoil too much, but she gets to Nevermore, the school of werewolves, you know, outcasts, all that good stuff, psychics. And she takes a lot of twists and turns along the way is all I will say. But tune into Wednesday. Great show from a cinematic cin- cinematography standpoint and music, acting, all around. Just a great show. But dude, my number one show. It might be a little bit crazy, but this is based off of a true story too, dude. So I tuned into this show called The Watcher this year have you seen or heard of this i don't know but it is on my list to watch (sighs) bro you and this is probably a good show that you watch with your girl or something because man dude it is thriller it is scary it's crazy to think that this actually happened to people but let me just give you the quick 30 second elevator pitch this guy sees this beautiful house, man. He wants this house so bad. So what does he do? He liquidates all his assets. He pulls out loans from the bank. He works for a bank too. He goes all in in order to get this house, McKay. And turns out that there's someone called the Watcher, man. And they're sending him nasty letters and scaring the family. They hear footsteps at night. The kids pet got killed in the middle of the night there's tunnels under their house that people are running through and this house is just so old so sacred so much history behind it and this this suburban family with a lot of money decides to buy it and move in and shit man their life is hell so that's all i'll give you for the watcher but an unbelievable show that i wish would have had more you know but um, all overall, still a great show, and we're tapping into and based off of a true story, which makes me put this number one. The fact that this actually happened to people. So, yeah, my guy, uh, show's a little more loaded for me than music. This, uh, that's what I got for you. All, all great, all great uh, choices there. Yeah, I've tuned into almost all of those, but if I haven't. They're already on my list. Like Wednesday, that's already on my list. And the watcher I just added to my list recently. So that's crazy that you say that, bro. Ooh, I didn't know it was that dark. Cause I watched it. I watched the trailer and I was like, shit, dude, this looks this looks messed up. But <laughs> I gotta I gotta tune into this. But um, bro, show the show is a trip. That is all I will say. And I highly recommend tuning in, you know, taking the time to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely sounds like I gotta tune in here, bro. But damn, dude. So honestly, I thought it was a good year for content too. I, I did. I think, uh, like you said, piggybacking off your streaming wars comment, all these streaming platforms are spending hundreds of millions of dollars to make good, good content, right? Good cinematics, good actors, good you know scripts, everything like that. So I appreciate it. a couple a couple of shows I want to talk about. Dude, I, I couldn't number these. I couldn't. They're, these All of these shows were like really good in their own way. But the first one I want to talk about, bro, 
Stranger Things, bro. They dropped the, um, I think maybe we have like maybe one more season left, but it dropped this summer, bro. I don't know if you watched this, but this was definitely like a big, like my whole family got together and like watched this. So like there's a lot of memories tied to Stranger Things and it's kind of crazy to see like all the kids are fucking grown up now. Like <laughs> they're not like from season one, like you see the crazy growth and the, the crazy number of years. But dude, even for like, a, I don't even consider it like a kid show, but like even for a kid show, dude, it's so entertaining. Like, and you talk about the cinematography and, and even do the production, like the, the detail behind all the crazy fucking animals, demons, whatever is in that last season, bro. Right. Like it's just crazy. So hats off to Netflix with this one, uh, stranger things. I, I, I had to put it on my list cause my whole family loved it and, uh, it definitely kept us entertained. Uh, did you watch stranger things this year, bro? I, I did, bro. I saw it. Um, it didn't make my list for me, though. Um, but I will say, from season one to the end, dude, holy shit, did we take a dark turn in that series, bro. We went from kids, you know, living life, got a cool friend, to, uh, yeah, like, you're all gonna die. <laughs> so, that show, that show took a very dark turn from, like, a kid's show to, like, a, I don't know if your kid should watch this type of show. So, that's that's what I'll say on Stranger Things. Great production, though, right? Like, it was still very good. Bradbury says, hide your kids. Don't let them watch Stranger Things. <laughs> um, no, dude. Yeah, I, I liked it. Good family show. Um, let me follow that with another Netflix show here. I think you watched this one as well and it had to have made it. You're, I, I don't know. It's gotta be in your top 10 at least. I guarantee it. This was Ozarks, the last and final season of Ozarks with Jason Bateman. Man, this was a fantastic ending season. It really was. It really was. There was four seasons in this. If you have not watched Ozark, it is dark. There are points in the show that are very dark, but wow, great show. I love this. Sad to see this show end because I almost feel like you could add one or two more seasons and really keep this thing going. But they ended on like a, a really, you know, good note, kind of crazy. But if you have not tuned into this, tune into this. It's on Netflix. Acting's incredible. Um, it's, it's good, bro. I know you watch this, right? I think you. I I did, bro. I totally spaced Ozark. That should have been on my top five list. I'm glad you caught it and brought it in because this production is amazing all the way through thick and thin, dude. And Jason Bateman produces it too. We don't get to see a lot of production from Bateman. But I think this had the best scene of the year too, dude. And I don't want to spoil anything for the people that haven't seen it. But dude, season four, when Ruth confronts you know, the son of the cartel, like that scene, bro, in the office, that's the scene of the year for me, bro. Like that shit caught me so off guard, was so well produced and it, it really, you know, spoiled or spun the spoil for the rest of the season of like what actually really unfolds and happens. But dude, great choice right there. Uh, slept on Ozarks, forgot it was this year. So much happens, you know? So I was like... But yeah, dude, great catch, man. Ozark for sure, top five uh, show this show. So if you haven't tuned into that, definitely tune into that. That is all wrapped up, unfortunately, but uh, fantastic, fantastic uh, show. 
Dark, though. Dark thriller in that category for sure. Um, I'm going to follow that up with Reacher, bro. This was an Amazon Prime series. And uh, this is based on like the Jack Reacher books, who is like this um, ex-military, um, you know, turns into civilian kind of thing. And um, dude, this was this was dark. There were some very dark scenes up in this show. I will say that. Um, but dude, it kept me super entertained. The I, I think the whole storyline was really good. And if you like military shooters and and you know, <laughs> you know people getting kidnapped and everything like that, you know, like the whole military storyline, right? Like good guys got to go get them, you know, things like that. Um, this is, this will be right up your alley. So props to Amazon. Cause this was a, uh, this was really well produced. Yeah, dude, I, you actually told me to tune into this show this year and I, I did watch that. I watched it with my family weekly and yeah, I thought Reacher was a great show, right? Uh, my vibe, I guess, when I'm trying to watch a show, like this isn't my typical show to watch. Like I stepped out of my box really to kind of like watch something like this. But dude, it was great all around. Uh, Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State is the main actor in this for any of you guys that have seen that and uh, are curious about the crew there. But yeah, man, what a great ending to this show too, dude. Kind of a hard like wow, is he going to do it? And of course he, he has to, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, man, Reacher's also a great choice to have here on this list. It was a great production this year. Great show. So again, these are in no particular order, but these are definitely some of my top shows. I got to follow that up here, bro. With only murders in the building. Um, I don't, if you have not seen this show, it is um, with Selena Gomez and I'm going to, it's actually two great actors. I'm blanking on their name real quick. I got to pull it up because it's going to piss me off. But essentially the storyline is that they got season three coming out. It's considered like a comedy drama. So it's with Steve Martin and Martin Short, actually. And uh, this past season actually had Cara Delevingne. And uh, dude, it was just really good. Like it's a really entertaining. But have you heard of this? Or do you, I'm going to, I could give a little, little brief synapse. So I actually haven't. This is the first show you brought to light where I'm I'm scratching my head. I haven't heard of this one. Okay, okay. So only murders in the building. It's considered a comedy drama. Highly recommend watching with the family because like it, it could be a great family movie. It's one of those like mysteries where you're trying to figure out who killed so and so, and it causes a chain of reactions. And it's a it's a really good keeps you on your toes guessing kind of mystery mystery TV show. And it's with Selena Gomez, like I said. Um, Steve Martin, Martin Short. So really good actors in there. Um, and I think it's produced by Hulu, but highly recommend that. They dropped a new season this year and Girlfriend and I binged it. It was it was great. So Love it, bro. Yeah, like I said, that is the only show you've mentioned so far that I haven't heard of. But hey, maybe I'll tap in with all that extra free time that I don't have, you know. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, I'm going to follow that one up, bro, with The Mole. Okay, have I think I told you a little bit about the mole? Um, I love this show. This was, I think, a really well produced show. It definitely was a reality TV series. Um, I think there was like eight or ten episodes. I think that got released on Netflix. But essentially, you have ten group of contestants competing against one another in missions, and they could be like jailbreaks, they could be like bank heists, they could be like all these different simulated missions. But get this, you have one person in the group who is paid by Netflix to actually sabotage 
the rest of the group to like make them mess up to not win as much money for the pot. So, Ooh, super good show. I love this show. I think I told you about this, but, uh, highly recommend anyone who's interested in watching a show like that. And it was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, dude, you got me on this. I'm still on episode one. Um, but I'm intrigued, right? Like I'm a guy who I would have put survivor on this list even too, of just like, reality tv like competing to win money like puzzles prizes so this is right up my alley i love survivor i'm actually going to be watching the season finale on friday here i got it recorded but yeah man i'm all over the mullen i they made your list too it's like huh okay i really got to be tapping in i'm gonna watch that adam sandler movie tonight after we record probably won't fall asleep you said it's intriguing but uh maybe we talk more about that in movies later but yeah man the mole, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm for sure going to be tapping in and finishing this up here soon. All righty. I'm wrapping up with my final show of this year. Um, and it's going to be 1899, bro. And this is a show on Netflix. I just watched this um, this past week, bro. This show was fucking insane. There's no other way to describe this, bro. This was a complete mind freaking trick. From the start, bro, I was like, wow, which that was that was the most intriguing like part about it. I like had to figure out the next part of the puzzle. But long story short, I'm not going to break it down because I honestly think every if there's anything I said on this list that you should go watch, I think this could definitely be one of the top two. And 1899 is up there. So it's only eight episodes, eight or nine episodes on Netflix. But uh, essentially, it's uh, you got a uh, uh, people are in the year 1899. They're trying to get from Europe to the United States. All these different guests on the ship have different backgrounds. They start learning things like very soon. They find out a ship from the same company's been missing. And <clears throat> long story the short, they go after it, and weird shit starts happening, bro. So I don't even want to say anymore. Highly recommend you go and watch it, but uh, $18.99. Dude, I love it. It kind of gives me George Soros 1984 vibes, but uh, maybe that's just because it's a year, right? Like in a date like that. But George uh, Orwell? George Orwell? Oh, yeah. George Orwell. Excuse yeah, me. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything similar to those vibes or not really? Um, Yeah, definitely. More like also I would compare it to Inception. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, think Inception-related vibes for sure. It's like, yeah, I don't even want – dude, it's it's so good. It's definitely a mind trick for sure. Totally, dude. Yeah, and there's another great, you know, entertainment uh, segment, Inception, man. Uh, that, that'll run out the list for TV shows for us this year. But, dude, just goes to show, you know, these companies like – Spotify, you know, for music and podcasts and Netflix and Apple's in the game, Disney's in the game, bro. It shows the shift of the world of like, okay, like this is what people want to see. We need to bring everything we got in order to grab and pull people's attention. And I know we'll be talking about YouTubers later on too, dude, but it's crazy. You know, the year of 2022 going into 2023 how important and how much of an influence these platforms are playing in our daily lives, dude. I mean, this is like the source of entertainment for most people now. Yeah. You know, and and we, I would, I would refer everyone to go listen to our previous pods because we've talked about the streaming wars. And I think even early on in the year, we talked about like 
how much some of these companies were going to be spending on content this year. And I mean, you look at it now, we're getting down to the end of the year, less than two weeks left. And you're like, shit, dude, we've actually seen some pretty good things this year, <laughs> you know? But, uh, and speaking of a movie we haven't in, be, been able to rate yet, and hopefully we'll be able to rate it uh, after the holidays if we get the chance to see it. But Avatar 2, bro, that's been a 14 or 13 year delay since since the first one. So the I think a lot of people are have high expectations for that. I think it grossed like $430 million first weekend. So not too bad. But I think it is also one of those billion-dollar movies that they spent they spent a, a ton of movies. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But I know they spend a shit ton on this. But uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to see that, though. And we can we can talk about that after the new year. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. I know we're moving to sports next, but just one more quick comment on Avatar. I feel like the first movie was released, like, ahead of its time, dude. Like, I feel like if Avatar was released in 2010, 2015, like, it would have stuck with people more, bro. The first one, when this released, it was so, like, whack you know out of this world i haven't seen it before but i feel like that's more of the vibe in the 2020s and even 2010s compared to like when they released it in the early 2000s but i know we'll be talking movies later my guys so uh you got anything else you want to add on shows or the industry in this manner cool dude then we will kick it over to sports Sports, my favorite, the thing I watch the most, the thing that grabs my attention like nothing else, my friend. And let me tell you, dude, my top five list is juicy for sports, McKay. So I want to start with number five, and I want to go back and forth with you on these. But, dude, number five, best, like, sporting shit that happened this year for me, dude. Was Antonio Brown retiring in the most unbelievable, dramatic fashion? Probably known to man. Dude, when's the last time or ever you've seen a player rip his jersey off on the opponent's field, ask for an encore, and then leave the game and never fucking play NFL football ever again, dude? Like, AB is a whole trip in his himself, dude, but... I, I had to put this on my list, bro. Number five, and Wimbledon came in at six, but I, I gave A.B. the go on number five, dude. A.B. retires in the most dramatic fashion of all time. Uh, agree or disagree first, and then also any thoughts on this? Yeah, that was wild. Like I can't believe that was from this year. Like That seems so long ago. But yeah, dude, tore off his jersey and... And just was gone, you know, and out, out he was. That was absolutely wild. Yeah, that I think I don't think anyone could have predicted that or anything. What is he even doing now? Has he got a podcast now? Dude, cat's in trouble for uh, a lot of different shit. He's got an arrest warrant out in Florida. He got in trouble in some foreign country for, like, groping some women. I mean, uh, I, we've talked about this before, dude. I, I think that he is a very – um, strong example of what CTE can do to players, dude. And I've talked about that hit with Vontez Burfe with the Steelers game. Um, I mean, he, he was completely changed after that, dude. And it doesn't look like his brain is making strides to become healthier, but more so like there's just continuous problems happening. So, AB, you hit my list to retire in the most dramatic fashion of any athlete ever of all time. But on that side note, on a more serious note, um, 
there needs to be awareness around uh, NFL players taking hits like this and kind of seeing the trajectory of where their life goes after. And it does it does make me pretty sad. So that that's what I'll say on that. But I think that's enough A-B talk. Let's move to number four, dude. I've got the Winter Olympics here sitting in number four, okay? Like, I feel like this is something that happened. A lot of people kind of overlooked it. But, dude, like, we're talking about the Winter Olympics. We had Sean White competing for a gold medal still. We had a Russian 12-year-old figure skater who got in trouble for PEDs, bro. Like, this is just crazy event all around. Simone Biles, bro, not competing in some events because of, you know, mental health, man. I mean, overall, just from a stand of athletes, like how much pressure's on you, like how bad these countries want to win. Uh, I love that aspect of it, dude, and I love the Olympics. So I had to put them on my list here at number four. But I think the darker side... Um, of this, and we've seen it before, like in uh, when Hitler was hosting the Olympics in 1976 when Argentina hosted the World Cup. Um, we had a lot of stuff going on in China, and I know you and I have talked about it. Like we had, we had some civilians in almost what you could call concentration camps, bro, being held against their rights. And um, China was able to host the Olympics. You know, they went through, everything was fine. But I just want to bring the light still. That countries like this, China, hosting the Olympics, uh, the, their unethical actions, bro, are just almost swept under the rug or forgot about after this event. It's like, here, we're in China, like, oh, let's raise awareness for what's going on. And then nothing gets fucking done about it, dude. And it hurts my soul that countries are able to just do this, like, without ethics, without morals, man. So there's the good and the bad at the Olympics. I love the athletes competing. Uh, competitiveness. I loved athletes speaking out about how hard this is. We saw Russia juicing a 12-year-old potentially. Uh, and then on the flip, we had China hosting it, um, which is kind of controversial in itself, man. So that's that's what I got at number four, Winter Olympics. You got anything you want to add? Any comments on this? No, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's uh, I think it's important that you brought that to light. And uh, I value that and I respect that for sure. Because, yeah, I think there is a little bit of a two-side. I think we as a we as people in the West, they so to say, you know, we don't really sometimes if if things don't really we don't like talking about things, we choose not to talk about them. And then as a result, they don't get reported on. Right. Like media runs America like right. Like that's just the reality of it. And if things aren't talked about, they just kind of do get swept under the rug. So, yeah, no, I value that for bringing that up. And I, I think um, I'm going to table my China talk for later in for our next segment but uh i like that fair bro okay cool um so let's move on to number three now for me dude it is the one and only super bowl event we had the rams maddie ice stafford chasing his first ring with a new team we had obj getting traded mid-season to put up the first touchdown of the game could have been more without the ACL tear. But, dude, the people they're going up against. We've got a rookie in Jamar Chase this year and a second-year player in Joe Burrow. And I feel like a broken record on this pod talking about this Bengals team with the worst O-line getting past Tennessee, the best pass rush, bro. Like, the fact that the Bengals even made it to the Super Bowl, bro, like, that's impressive as shit as itself, and I think speaks miles to Joe Burrow's talent as a young 
player, a young, counted-out college athlete from LSU to win the Heisman, to go and lead a team to a Super Bowl in his second year. We've never seen that before in the history of, of NFL, ladies and gentlemen. We usually see rookie quarterbacks struggling in their first years. Look at Tua Tagovailoa. Look at Justin Fields. Even Herbert to some standards, right? Um, Hurts even couldn't figure it out until this year, like a really solid year, but... God, man, I am just so impressed with Joe Burrow. And I know he lost, and I know Matty Ice got the ring. OBJ got his ring. But, yeah, dude, I thought it was an epic Super Bowl, and I think uh, good enough to land uh, for number three on this year's top list, dude. So, uh, yeah, man, got to give it to uh, the Super Bowl. Matty Ice getting his, OBJ getting his, and Joe Burrow. Don't count him out, McKay. I'm glad you brought up the episode saying that they moved up in their power rankings because watch out for the Bengals this year, my guy. So that, that's what I got. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it because it's actually in my top five as well. So. Yeah, okay, fair, fair. Fire enough, dude. Uh, let's move to number two on my list, man. And you might be thinking, Bradbury, how is this number two? You love the Colorado Avalanche. You won the fucking Stanley Cup this year. How... In the living shit, they hit number two on your list, but number one is juicy. But number two, ladies and gentlemen, are my Colorado Avalanche lifting Lord Stanley for the first time since 2003. And oh, was it sweet, McKay? I've been following this team my whole life. I remembered when we beat Jersey the last time how young I was, dude. And this is the best hockey team that potentially has ever hit the ice. Like, they, they played with such chemistry such flow such creativity dude and to, to not only say that about them they went up against the tampa bay lightning who were in the cup for the third straight year in a row dude like in terms of epicness like i can't believe something is higher on my list honestly but we had a team who claimed to be a dynasty which they aren't shut the fuck up tampa bay fans you guys are not the warriors are the only team in my books that can be considered a dynasty uh, going up against the Young Gun Abs, and we ended up winning the Cup in six. Game six uh, was the most clinical defensive performance in a period I've ever seen. The third period, Arturi Lankinen nets it in, winning 2-1, Mr. Big Goal, Mr. Golden Goal. But yeah, dude, I, I talked about it the best thing I saw, or the craziest thing that happened to me this year too, man. Just the whole euphoria behind that being in my city while this was happening, uh, Avs winning the cup was great, dude. And I hope I hope we can repeat and do it again this year, my friend. So that's what I got for number two. Any comments, any thoughts? Yeah, no. <clears throat> this is actually on my top five, but it's actually not the Avs. It's actually just the experience of playoff hockey, right? Like I told you last year, I was going to get into hockey a little bit, and I experienced playoff hockey, watched a shit ton of the Rangers, right? Like rode them deep into the playoffs. And Obviously, I haven't seen the abs, but obviously knowing the abs from Colorado, like that's dope, dude. And I know how big of a fan you are. So that was sick to see, you know, how amped you guys got and everything like that. So, yeah, that, that was really cool. Definitely a good moment. I know what your number one is, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was cool. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm really glad you got into hockey this year. I've been telling you for years, nothing beats playoff hockey. Maybe March Madness. And March Madness wasn't on my list this year. I felt it was a little vanilla. Okay, I felt it just didn't do enough compared to some of these other events. I even had Wimbledon above it at 6. Uh, March Madness was coming in at 7 for me. But yeah, man, nothing beats playoff hockey. And especially when you have such passion and love for a team like I do for this Colorado Avalanche team. So, 
Number two, but my guy, number one, the best thing that happened in all of sports this year, and it happened literally this Sunday, and I was in utter disbelief and awe, man. You know I love the World Cup. You know I love soccer. I only get this shit every four years. And Qatar, Doha, you guys did an unbelievable job. You had great stadiums. You didn't let people drink beer there, I guess. A little controversy here and there. But overall, this was the most epic World Cup in history, McKay. And I think I can just blatantly say that comfortably too, dude. Like this performance, we saw all the way through from the beginning to the end. To get a France-Argentina matchup was was truly unbelievable. Especially considering Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia to start this World Cup, bro. They lost 2-1. to one. And they come back all the way to make it to the World Cup final. And not only that, man. You got Leo. Lionel. King Leo Messi. Chasing a cup. He lost to Germany in 2014. He's lost so many finals, man. And it's not on him, Argentina. Just overall isn't as well-rounded as a team as some people like Brazil or France. You don't have the stars, the firepower. But, bro, Messi carried this team on his back to the finals. You know, he got a tough win against the Netherlands. And France hanging on a tough win against England, bro. And this might be kind of a hot take, bro. But I think we had the best soccer player in the world with Leo Messi on the pitch Going up against potentially the second best ever soccer player that we'll ever see in Kylian Mbappe. And this final was absolutely mad. Kylian Mbappe netted the ball three times. He got a PK too. Messi netted it twice. Got a PK. And it was just, it was so classic, bro. It was the fate of Messi to get his cup. I mean, I loved it. This guy's the best soccer player in the world. He's got every accolade you can think of except for a World Cup champion. And France is going for the repeat and Argentina swoops the cup from him, bro. I mean, it, it truly was the best thing that I've seen in quite some time. It was the best soccer game I've ever watched. And to have Kylian Mbappe and Messi going at it like that, extra time, penalties, man. It was truly, truly a treat. Like, for those that aren't soccer fans, like, if you watch this game, I promise you, you will see the drama. Um, you will feel the passion both ways. And... Yeah, man, France, I think if they're healthy, if they have Pogba, if they have N'Golo Conte, if they have Kareem Benzema, like I truly think that they're the most talented team in the world. And I rode them all World Cup. And last part I told you, man, Argentina with Messi, that's a scary matchup, man. And I know we'll talk about that better with the crazy leg parlay later tonight too. But um, truly, man, I can't, I can't speak enough words on how beautiful it was to experience this. And for Messi... King Leo, bro, to lock in a World Cup. I think I believe that he's the best soccer player in the world before this, but this should really solidify him being the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And actually, bro, Messi's Instagram picture has something stupid like 44 million likes or something crazy. It's, it's become the most liked sports post of all time. And I know people are climbing to get it the most liked post of all time. So... That's what I got, McKay. World Cup final. I loved it. I ate all of it up this year, dude. Number one for me. Yeah, beautiful take. I want I want to lead directly from that because, yeah, this actually made my list too. I, I'm not going to do an order for my list because I couldn't. I couldn't. I really couldn't. But um, we, we actually had a couple of similar. But let's start with this. Yes, 
Um, dude, I respect goats, you know, and you know, I'm not a big soccer guy, but I always like to tune into the World Cup, was high on the U.S. for as long as I could be. Um, but you've been telling me about this Mbappe kid since, you know, the start of the World Cup. So really dope to see. Um, final two minutes, man. It got really scary, really hairy there, man. Really hairy. Um, but dude, super excited to see. And like you said, this only happens every four years. So it's going to be another four years before we see something like this. So this was super exciting, a lot to come. And, dude, I think it's good to look forward to, like, the future of the USA team too, dude. I think they have a lot of growth there. So I'm, I'm not as optimistic about our USA team as you, but, hey, I would love to see it happen. I just think that – the world loves football, and all of these countries are so strong. So I'd love to see oh, the United States definitely. making a run, but we'll see what happens. I love that this made your list, too. <clears throat> I'm going to follow it up with uh, made your list as well, uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. Dude, okay, Matt Stafford deserved a ring. Like he did, bro. He grinded in Detroit for so long. And for those who, who are going to bash me for that, go look at his stats, bro. It was years. He was throwing touchdowns. The team was never really anything good, right? And the fact that I also think OBJ deserved his flowers, right? Like he he deserved one. So happy that this happened. It was a super exciting event. And, I mean, we saw an early glimpse of what Burrow could do, you know, nine, ten months ago. And now here he is late in the season, you know, coming again, looking like he's going to be in playoff form. So, we shall see. But, yes, that made my list as well. Um, great, great sporting event. Uh, dude, you know what another one that ma made my list from sports, actually? It's more of a sporting moment. It's actually the the Judge 60-60-whatever 60, 60 homers, dude. The, that, that was like – you know I'm not a baseball guy. You know I'm for – so for me to say this, bro, but – the fact that like historically standing and historically looking at things, bro, we what are the odds we're gonna see that again? We we may never, we may never, right? Like that is insane, dude. So like the fact that this happened this year and those, and I'm not even a Yankees fan. I'm just like uh, I'm just a sports fan in general. When I see dope shit, gotta call it out. So this was dope. Uh, and I know you're more of a baseball guy than me. I'm surprised this didn't make your list. Was this in your top ten? Dude, it's so crazy because so much happened. Like, yeah, this should probably be number five instead of AB's uh, retirement celebration. I just wanted to bring it up, bring it to light. You know, don't let that moment pass you, ladies and gentlemen. That actually happened. But, yeah, dude, great choice with Aaron Judge with 62, man. It kind of went over my head with this list. But I'm, I'm so glad you brought that to light, dude. Thank you for that. that that's a great pick right there. And then, believe it or not, <clears throat> one of my final picks is actually going to come down to um, the Golden State Warriors winning the NBA Finals last year. And here's why. Here's why. Because, you know, I I am comfortable saying that Steph Curry is the best shooter in, in the history of the NBA. And I think that that championship last year kind of solidified for that. And then the the insane work he's been putting in, this season alone, he's had a 50-point game, I think, already, dude. Just solidifies, like, again, Steph is in that age group of, like, goats, like LeBron, where, bro, like, we're not going to have very many more years of him. You know, 
like there's going to be new cats to talk about. There's going to be new names. There's going to be new three point three pointers being made. And, and so like, we're in this nostalgic era of like viewing great sports. And I think I talked about it on my foul take podcast, um, where sometimes can we as like sports watchers we get bored of seeing greatness bro we see a player put up 50 points it's like ah uh, it's like that's 50 points in a professional league against the the most professional fucking people in that in that industry dude so like we we get t- we get greatness fatigue right like we we were like oh yeah step put up 50 again or yeah bron's still putting up 35 and he's you know, 44, like Tom Brady, right? Like, so we get this greatness fatigue and same thing with like LeBron, bro. Like how many more good years do we got with him, dude? Don't make me cry on this podcast. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But honestly, man, it's a nostalgic era for the NBA. And so uh, I got to give Steph his flowers as well. Yeah, bro. I love that pick too. I mentioned it earlier. Warriors are the only team I would consider a dynasty across any sports. You know, you potentially had France the World Cup win this year, but Messi took that out. But love that, man. You're right. We take greatness for granted. What LeBron's doing this year, it's truly uh, remarkable. But you hit the nail on the head, dude. You've got the best of the best. And this guy's dropping 50 on you, bro. Like, my goodness, cat. So I, I love this pick. Great pick too there, my guy. But, uh, dude, that's going to wrap up my sports. Like, uh, it's crazy. It's like it's already been another year. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I, March Madness wasn't as awesome this year. I did perform pretty well in the league. I will say that. I performed pretty well, but it, it didn't quite meet my standard. What, Kansas came away with the, with the dub this season. So, um, but, yeah, dude, a lot of good stuff to come, though. A lot of – we're witnessing greatness. We just got to – we just got to open our eyes every now and then. But – uh. I want to move on here, bro. Let's talk about the best three to five movies you saw this year, 2022. And remember, remember, they had to come out this year. They had to come out this year. Yeah, bro. And this is this was the toughest one for me, man. Like you get me with shows, but movies, it's hard for me to sit down and watch a movie, bro. Like go to the theaters and watch a movie. So I, I truly only saw one movie in the theaters this year, bro. And I, I'm gonna just talk about it. I'm gonna leave leave it at this. Just my one movie of the year, dude. It's Knives Out Two. Okay. And if you haven't seen this, I highly recommend watching it, man. I, I, if you saw the do first not spoil one, anything. Do not spoil anything. I'm seeing this like this weekend. Okay. Yeah, man. All I'll say is that uh, it's not anything like the first uh, Knives Out. So going in, it was it was a good twist off the bat. Like, oh, we're going to get something new here. But basically, murder mystery set up on a private island with a billionaire. So uh, great movie, dude. I, I would highly recommend uh, suggesting this to anyone who hasn't seen this. Like, go to the theaters and watch this. This was a good film. But yeah, my guy, movies was the toughest category for me. That's all I got for movies, but I can't wait to hear what you've got, my friend. So go ahead and start running it. What we got from you, McKay? Yeah, fair enough. You know, I'm a little bit more of a movie buff. I do enjoy going to the movies, a large popcorn with the Coke Slurpee, maybe some Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> uh, but no, dude, so I, I here's the thing. I saw a lot of movies this year. I shit you not, I really did. But I'm a tough critic, man. I really am. Like, if I'm going to go and spend money, it's got to really be worth my time. Like you said, you know, it's a time commitment. It's a time investment. 
It's not only a financial investment, it's a time investment. So I look at that too. But I, three great movies. I'm going to kick off with the first one. No particular order. Top Gun. Okay. This with uh, Miles Teller and um, obviously the Go, one of the greatest actors. Well, I mean, arguably one of the greatest actors. Um, Tom Cruise with this, bro. This was a great movie. If you have not seen this this was badass they spent a lot of money on this movie you could obviously tell um the graphics were incredible the storyline was really good look if you saw um top gun one right like the original top gun i think it was in the 90s or maybe even the early 2000s um you know it, you had you had that basic storyline they did a really great transition to the second movie like with this storyline like it wasn't like completely out of left field you know sometimes Films have a hard time reintroducing a plot or, or something like that. This was done really well. Um, I thought Tom Cruise did a really good job in this. And honestly, like I've heard how he is on sets and everything. Like he has really high expectations and he like pushes himself to the absolute limit. Um, so this was, this was, a, this was a really good movie. I liked it. Yeah, bro. Great choice. And believe it or not, the amount of times that I tried to schedule, you know, try to find it, good times with the fam, I am yet to see Top Gun 2. You kind of just like rang a bell for me that I still need to go watch this. Dude, this is such a good movie. It's It's got a great storyline. It's action packed, honestly. Like there's a couple of slow parts, but it's so good, dude. Highly recommend. Um, ooh. I'm doing no particular order. I'm doing no particular order. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Second one here. I got Black Adam with The Rock. This was a good movie, bro. Listen, I I'm a fan of The Rock. I know some people some people don't like or care to see The Rock or whatever, but I'm a fan of The Rock. And I went and saw this movie, Black Adam. Came out, I believe, in like November, maybe November, October. Um and dude, this was action packed. This was just action packed. It was, I think it was, a, it kind of falls in the DC universe a little bit. So it's like, you know, it's not Marvel or anything, but the storyline, the the graphics were incredible. The, you know, I think overall, I kind I, I, same thing I kind of feel with Tom Cruise, like Dwayne The Rock, like he gets paid, you know, a pretty good amount for these movies. I'm expecting the movies to to do pretty well, right? Like, I don't think he doesn't really seem like the kind of guy who who's going to invest his time and energy into you know a production that's that's not really going to do the greatest, I guess. And so, I always respect you know his hustle when it comes to movies. So, highly recommend watching Black Adam if you have not seen it. I think it is out on like Apple TV now to rent. So. Yeah, dude, a rock movie. Gotta love that. Uh, I actually did. I haven't heard of this movie ever, actually, before, you know, you mentioned it to me. But I did see a rock movie earlier in there. I told you a little bit about it. It was with Spider-Man, right? And uh, there was like some type of treasure hunt going around. But yeah, man, The Rock is one of those actors that I'm like, okay, what you got, guy? Like, I'll tune in, sit down, see what you're what you're packing. But this is the first time I've ever heard of this movie. So I'm definitely gonna have to look into this a little more. No, yeah, it's like it's like a superhero movie, but he's like a super villain kind of thing. So it's it's definitely like a, a unique, darker twist, kind of. But definitely like that. There's like a the enemy, the antagonist, like the evil person, dude. It's like they went real deep into the character of this 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 satanic like character, bro. It's it's fucking crazy. But uh, uh, final movie, bro. 
I like I said, I saw a lot of them. Tough critic. It is what it is. That's gonna be Jurassic World, bro. Great, great movie, bro. Damn, all of these always just make me feel so good inside. Um, and this movie came out like, dude, I gotta I wanna give the correct date on this movie because and this was <clears throat> the latest one, which gosh, it's kind of crazy that I, I feel like I saw this like so long ago, honestly. But um came out in June. Okay, so did a billion dollars at the box office. This was Jurassic World um, Dominion, I believe. Dude, great movie. Really good movie. Highly recommend, especially if you follow all the Jurassics. Dude, same thing. You know, you have great actors in it. And overall, like, the, the storyline has never really failed. Like, it, it's always been a really good storyline. So, highly recommend this. Chris Pratt, and it's really good. And, uh, yeah, nothing more to say on that. Those were those were my, my three movies, bro. Did you really see Jurassic World? Tell me something, Jurassic World. Bro, I did not. Damn I it. saw, like, Damn the pre- I saw the previous Jurassic World or whatever that came out a couple years ago. It was fucking slapping. It was good, dude. But, yeah, man, I just see these movies. They look great. And, like, I don't go to the theaters and, like, watch them. And I don't watch them after they come out. But I think all of these movies you've given me today, I, I for sure will go back and like check them out have some good talks with you about it because they all sound pretty dope yeah yeah that's fair that's fair all right well uh hey i'm uh i'm a movie buff you know it is what it is it is what it is but uh we got a lot of fucking good movies coming out next year bro transformers bro looks so good there's a couple other i think there's a couple other like marvel marvel movies coming out in the new year but a lot of good stuff coming bro a lot of good stuff but all right, let's keep the show rolling here, bro. We got a couple more things to talk about in the best of category, best of segment. Um, falling up, bro. Give me the top three or five, three, two, five YouTubers or podcasts that you could recommend for Degenerate Nation. Who'd you, who'd you follow this year outside of, you know, mainstream media? Yeah, dude, and see, like, that's where I can level with you um, in terms of watching something in content. Like, I'm not as big as a movie buff guy, but oof, do I love my YouTube rabbit holes that I go down, bro, and content creators that I watch. So I'm going to give you guys two sports creators, and then I'm going to give you guys two kind of miscellaneous ones that don't fall as much in the category. But, bro, got to give a shout-out to Microphone here on youtube okay this guy follows all the nfl drama all the stories he's posting so consistently and he's got a good voice bro he's a good storyteller he's someone that will grab your attention and tune into you um so for number four i'm gonna throw a microphone in there dude highly recommend you checking out just some of his videos uh the number three this cat is fucking hilarious, dude. His name is That's Good Sports. And I just found him recently, probably around the start of the NFL season. But he is a Denver Broncos fan, so he posts a lot of Denver Broncos content. But he also posts, you know, he posts power rankings. He posts crazy stories. And he's hilarious while doing it, dude. He's the funniest creator of, like, sports football content that I've seen. So... That's good sports, man. Highly recommend you checking him out as well. And these last two creators, man, they're great. Uh, And they're kind of a different road or turn. Like, you might not be expecting this as much, especially with number two. His name is Pyrogi. 
Okay, and what this cat does, what his job is, is there's a lot of hackers and scammers. It's scammers mostly, bro. There's scammers out there that are trying to steal your money saying, oh, I'm Adobe or oh, I'm Chase Bank. Old person, give me hundreds of dollars. And Pyrogi's whole life is to committed to stopping these guys and figuring out who they are and trying to put them behind bars. So he gets on calls with like people that are trying to scam other people. And it's great, man. He just exposes them out how it is. He gets death threats all the time. He gets people telling him that he wants to kill him. And yeah, man, Cat takes on a pretty like courageous job and he puts it all out in front of the public through his YouTube channel. So Pyrogi is number two for me, man. And number one, I you might know who this is. I've talked so much about him throughout the year. He's actually inspired me to create my own. Here's a little golden nugget drop, little little teaser for Degenerate Media Network, dude. I'm starting my own kind of darker murder mystery podcast, and it centers a lot around for the Degenerate Media Network. Uh, this guy, Mr. Ballin, dude, he is such a good content creator. He's the best storyteller I have ever heard. I listen to his podcast. I listen to all his YouTube videos. He's got great stories. He's got a great narrative behind this. But yeah, man, Mr. Ballin went from this little speck a couple of years ago to getting nominated for Creator of the Year, the same award as Mr. Beast. So being able to see a creator like this that I've loved kind of grow from the ground up, um, it's truly been awesome, dude. So Mr. Ballin is without a doubt became my favorite creator of the year. But that'll take the cake for my takes. What do you got for me, my friend? No, I love that. Hey, real quick. Um... I know you told me about Mr. Bound, but what category does he fall under for like content? Yeah, bro. So he's a very he's darker story, murder mystery gotcha. kind of gotcha. story. Just these crazy twists. So yeah, very similar to what I'll be releasing in my own kind of style and spin coming up here this next year. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for that. All right, bro. Well, interestingly enough, I actually don't have any podcasters um on my art podcasters youtube creators on my on my uh, top five here these are actually all podcasters um so big i would i would say big podcast guy but overall overall you know i just like to consume good content you know i i, I think i would probably you know like a lot of the same shit that that you probably watch you know or find interesting so but overall bro I, I did number these, okay, because I, I did put a solid amount of listening to time into some of these podcasts. First one, bro, is going to be the All In Podcast, and this is uh, with Shamath Palihapitiyo, Jason Kalkanas, um, you know, and you got two. Uh, they call themselves the Besties, okay. So, so you got the Besties. There's four guys. Let, let me break it down real quick. Four guys all come from different backgrounds, some in venture capital. Well, majority of them come from venture capital, but they all have very different, like unique kind of special, like specializations that they have. And and so you have people like David Sachs, who's one of the besties. You like focusing on like SaaS companies, right? And tech. And then you have Shamath, who's like hedge fund manager and, and looks at stocks and has a very unique take on stocks. And then you have like Jason Calcanas who who works with startups at at the ground level and investing, and then you know you have um, Jason Freeberg 
who's really like this environmentalist and has, you know, a very good, a very different outlook on the world and everything like that. Four guys, all very different opposing backgrounds and political viewpoints. And they'll get into it sometimes. But dude, they're so smart. All of them are so fucking smart. And the amount of knowledge I've learned from the All In podcast with these four guys, Freeberg, Sachs, Kalkanis, and and um, Shamath, dude, so, so good. Highly recommend that pod to anyone who's interested in like business, tech, world, everything like that, dude. They're, they're at the forefront. They know a lot of shit was happening. Um, second podcast, bro. Lex Friedman podcast, bro. Oh, the Lex Friedman podcast. Such a good podcast, bro. I think Lex uh, is a guy that interviews anybody and everybody. And his goal is to just spread love, spread positivity. He's he's trying to lead with empathy and, you know, always hear the other person's point of view. Um, and so he has a great podcast. Highly recommend that to, to anyone. Um Really, really thought-provoking. Talks to talks to very interesting people for sure. Um, coming up, rounding out my third, bro. Ooh, this was a tough one. This was a tough one, bro. I ended up going with Jordan B. Peterson. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Jordan B. Peterson. Great, uh, great. I I think probably one of the most intellectual Western thinkers in in the world. Honestly, I really think that. Um, he's, he's very profound in the way he speaks. He's very, very eloquent and, and eloquent, excuse me. And I think not only does the principles he teaches, I actually am finishing up his book, um, 12 rules for life actually, which has been really good, really thought provoking overall. And, um, I, I've really gotten to listen to his podcast and he, he really has good things he commentates on and he's not afraid to kind of stick it to the media or stick it to, you know, he's on the search for truth and he, he really tries to display that. So really good more. I would say he's more philosophical, relig- maybe even categorized, maybe a little more religious um, or so to speak, but um, uh, or he would even probably be a little considered conservative. Maybe, maybe I don't know if he would consider himself that, but really great podcast. Uh, fourth bro, the Huberman lab. Have you heard of this podcast? This was a new podcast I started this year. Very good, bro. Very good. This guy, um, I believe, is a Stanford uh, Stanford PhD. He's got it's just overall very, very intellectual. And I don't want to I, I don't want to buff it up here. I'm gonna I want to give you the actual uh, idea here. So so the Huberman. Huberman Lab discusses neuroscience. It's how our brain and its connections with the organs of our body control our perceptions, behaviors, and health. And so he he will bring on people onto his show and talk about certain things. Like so, one of the one of the tools are one of the things he talks about is a um, episode with with actually Lex Friedman, who I just said was was in my other podcast, but he talks about navigating like conflicts, finding purpose, meaning, everything like that. And he tells it from a very, you know, distinct point of view. And he's a doctor. So he actually um, has, you know, posted and, um, you know, research findings, articles, journals, everything like that, bro. He's, he's someone that's very considered to be very trusted amongst his profession. So certainly a professional 
And uh, highly recommend that pod. Um, certainly very interesting. Lastly, bro, I had a tie. Um, for anything weird, interesting, you know, sometimes like, am I in the am I in the hunt for knowledge or am I in the hunt for entertainment? I'll go between these two, and they really did tie. It's the Gary Vee podcast and the Joe Rogan podcast. Both of these guys, you know, both great speakers, both have tons of knowledge, both always kind of push the bounds in their content, both in your face, especially Gary Vee, right? Maybe Joe, not so much, but I, I do. I, I think they just post really good content and I always, you know, don't mind hearing them in, in the background. So that rounds up my top five pods, bro. Bro, I love it. Um, definitely some stuff that I'll be having to tune into that I haven't heard of before. Um, but I love the way you ended it, man. If you didn't hit them, I was going to say we had to talk about Gary Vee and Joe Rogan, dude. Both of those guys, I love them so much. I'm a YouTuber guy, and I see a lot of their you know, YouTube shorts or Instagram reels, whatever it is. But, bro, those are two guys that always just pull me in. You know, whatever they're talking about, like it's beneficial or I'm thought-provoking. I'm gaining knowledge from an instant. But, yeah, man, I love that. That's all good shit right there. All right. We're, uh, we got one more little sub-point before we round out the best of segment. Best of 2022. Bro, final one. Who was the biggest winner in 2022? Can be any industry. Can be, you know... It could be any anything related to, you know, an entity, a company, organization, or a specific person. Could be politics, could be sports, could be people like Aaron Judge. Who who is the biggest winner in 2022? And and That's on good. the side note, I also want to say who's think think in the back of your head, who's the biggest loser of 2022? Mm. Okay. I mean, first thing that comes to mind after everything you said, dude, the biggest winners to me have to be YouTube and Spotify, right? Like they signed all these guys to multi-million dollar deals, you know, Caller Daddy, Joe Rogan, YouTube is continuing to just climb, bro. Like in terms of a platform and an industry, dude, those two are absolutely killing the game. And they're killing it more than they were the previous year and the previous year. And I don't see any reason in 2023 that that's going to slow down. Because we've talked about it before. We're modern-day cyborgs. Everyone's got their phone, dude. They all want to consume amazing content at the click of a finger. And that's something that is engraved in our society now, bro. Like, forever. So, for me, dude... I think YouTube and Spotify and probably some other platforms I'm not mentioning, um, but those two specifically, those monster companies, I'd say are the biggest winners of this year and can look to be breadwinners for the next year as well. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Solid picks, solid picks. I also might kick back at you. You don't have to answer now, but any individuals you thought that, that won this year? And I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off of my own question and say um, – you know, the most recent biggest winner has got to be Messi, bro. Like, right? Like, this is this has got to cap out, round out a hell of a year. Um, I mean, he could retire, right? And, like, people are like, would they be mad? Like, right? Like, this dude, like, he, he did it. He Look at the dude's rap sheet. So, absolutely insane. Um, <clears throat> in terms of industries, I kind of like the way the way you, you went about answering this, dude. Um, 
biggest winners, right? Got to be some of them oil and gas companies, right? Right. We got hit with the pump pretty hard this year. Um, I think uh, I think we're we're definitely at a different point than we were, right? We're thinking the whole the whole year in general, but I'm sure they were a big winner. I know Tech kind of took a took an L for especially for some companies this year, but overall, dude, I gotta say, like another big winner in in my opinion was like gaming is back, bro. Like think of the great games and even the games we were talking about prior to the pod starting. The great video games that are coming out, bro. The brand new Call of Duty. You have Fortnite implementing anything and everything from every other popular game or popular TV show. And you have Apex. You have all these new first-person, like, hunters. And, and dude, like, gaming is here. The, the next generation computer, computer generation in general is here. And I would say the final, to piggyback off that, the final winner this year, bro, it's got to be artificial intelligence, man. It's got to be, we talked about chat GP3, bro. You can, chat GPT, excuse me. You can ask chat GPT fucking anything, bro. You can ask it anything. And the sad thing is, the sad thing is, I don't even know if it's sad. Maybe it's smart. I'm seeing that some fucking kids are now writing college essays with this stuff, bro. Like... I, I mean, do you even get mad? We already talked about this in previous pods, but artificial intelligence is at completely at a, at a different realm. And I don't know if people understand where it's at right now. Like, right? Like we're, bro, I think you and I are in the same agreement that within three to five years, the service industry is going to be massively hit by these things. These, these robots that can simply take an order, flip a burger, do, you know, basic um math and and it it comes down to not having to pay them it comes down to you know them being not real and um they're plugged in and they're programmable and everything like that bro so that i think was my biggest winner this year was um uh artificial intelligence and and just that whole that whole aspect in general no yeah dude that's a great point um you bring up especially looking towards the future dude like Artificial intelligence is continuing to make strides. It's going to continue to take jobs, bro. You got freaking chat GPI or whatever the hell, dude, writing college essays at this point. It's like, what what can't AI do, right? Like, it's just continually making strides. So uh, I love that take. I, I want to piggyback and say Messi is the biggest winner of this year as well. So, yeah, man, that's those, that's what I got on that. And then we also talked about the those police dogs in San Francisco. Talk about the artificial intelligence in that, man. Those things got guns now, bro. Like, jeez, jeez. I don't know. We all saw iRobot. We all saw Terminator, bro. We all saw all these movies, man. Just to throw it out there. Just to throw it out there. But uh, all right, bro. That was beautiful. That is going to wrap up segment two best of the year 2022 you just heard music tv shows sporting moments movies podcasts youtubers and our biggest winners all right bro we got a couple more segments left in the pod um but this one coming up i'm i'm really excited to talk about because uh i think this kind of dives into what you and i you know our personal takes on this coming year and uh, with that, let's dive into it, bro. Segment three, 
looking forward to next year. We're going to give our major predictions over a variety of shit. So uh, with that, bro, let's kick it off and talk about crypto. What is happening in 2023 surrounding crypto? Obviously, the whole FTX collapse that really hurt the you know the crypto community the cri- crypto you know really since the run it had about a year and a half ago has really kind of been you know in somewhat of a, a downturn with a lot of coins you know ultimate value just just getting you know trumbled but like ultimately what what do you think bro what what's going to happen are we going to see more regulation around crypto you think are we going to see you know, uh, a crypto boom. What are your thoughts on this for 2023? It's tough, bro, Uh, especially with the FTX story we talked about in last week's pod. If you haven't listened, make sure you go tune into that. Some crazy shit went down. Bro, as much as I want to say crypto is going to boom because it just makes sense, right? It's decentralized. It's more money for the consumer. It's more money for the buyer, bro. I, I... just think that this FTX collapse, bro, is is really going to hurt crypto as a whole this year. So I know it's hovering, what, Bitcoin is around, what, 17K right now? Got as high as 50, 60, something like that. But I think ETH hit over 1,000 too for the first time. But but I saw economists are predicting, like crypto economists are predicting that uh, it's going to just be a really short run. So. Then those are the scary ones because everybody thinks like, oh, it's about to go back up again. Here we go. And it's going to just tank again. <laughs> it very well could, dude. You could have people holding on until it hits 20 and then are going to cash out. Ether, same story. But yeah, man, I think FTX, this entire scandal by uh, Sam Bakeman Free, dude, could have literally crushed the entire industry. And I think we might see that this year. I think by 2025, okay, once we get you know, better regulations in place. It starts to gain its name back. Uh, I could see it come up then, but dude, I think 23 is going to be a pretty rough year for crypto. Like I'd be surprised to see Bitcoin hit over 25 K this year. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair take. Yeah. And I think you're right on. We talked about the FTX story and that certainly we think both, you know, had a major impact on the on the crypto community as well. I honestly think, bro, in 2023, we are going to see some regulation of some kind by by government intervention. I just think it's it's at the point where, um, you know, how how far do we go? Because we, we talk about the whole idea of crypto being decentralized, right? Like not really having government intervention or intervention at all, right? Like regulation as a whole, it's supposed to be decentralized, supposed to be a kind of like open community ledger shit, like all this. And so I think with this FTX though, this has certainly been like a red, a red flag uh, to, to government officials and saying like, Hey, we need to protect the consumer and somehow we need to institute some type of regulations to make sure this shit never happens again. You know, so, and, and maybe, maybe there's some good with that. Maybe the consumer is protected in, in some, some ways like that, but it, it just, it's ironic, bro, that like, this is, it sucks. Cause I, I know a lot of people are kind of making the argument like, well, if it wasn't FTX, it was going to be someone else, right? Like someone else was going to take down crypto. It was kind of only a matter of time kind of thing, but like, yeah, this, this was shitty, but yeah, that's, I think that's my big prediction for 2023 is that. Uh, we're going to have some type of government regulation 
in regards to bills being created about around this or or you know how how can the government have kind of a hand in this so i think that's my big guess i think in terms of value um it's going to be ooh, i don't know if it's a long crypto winner uh, ahead of us or not you know like with with in terms of the our normal economy which is another another point we're going to talk about here i think all of these things kind of puzzle piece themselves together you know like they all generalize affect one another and if crypto is crashing, people are going to say, where do we put our money? Oh, well, we're going to put our money in the in the dollar, but we're, the government's printing so much money. Now the dollar value is decreasing. So it's like, okay, from, from an investor standpoint, a long term, I'm not trying to lose money. Like, are we going back to gold? Like, is that is that what we need to be doing as investors going back to like gold and silver, like actual, you know, material type wealth? Because we know that holds its value. I don't know, bro, but a lot, a lot of crazy shit, I think will come really in 2023. Like we're just on the, the tip of the iceberg with this kind of shit. But that's my big, that's my big guess for this coming year. Yeah, I think that's a educated guess too, dude, especially after FTX. Right. But even before that, dude, I know Binance, um, they were having some speculation that there was money launderers some pretty big dudes in the cartel behind this. You know, there's a lot of stories that speculate it, but you hit it on the head, man. It was supposed to be a decentralized banks. Don't touch it. Government don't touch it kind of currency. And in theory, it sounds beautiful, but especially with FTX, Binance, others too. Uh, you can see there's a lot of dirty money out there in the world and like big money too. We're talking millions of dollars uh, being transferred just in the blink of an eye with no regulation. So yeah, man, I, as much as it pains me to say, I think you're right. I think that the government will step in and provide some type of regulations on this. But it's crushing to say that too, bro. It destroys basically the whole point of crypto. I mean, depending on which route they take it, right? Like it still could be phosphorus depending on how the government intertwines themselves with it. But yeah, man, you're you're basically crushing the the number one idea behind crypto of being unregulated banks don't touch your government don't touch it and as much as it pains me to say i think you're right dude i think the government's going to step in this year be implementing some type of rules and regulations behind this trading platform but uh, i gotta ask you man do you think bitcoin hits over 25k in 23 or do you think it's going to just keep hovering and maybe decline uh 25k a year is a long time Years a long time, and crypto when it does run, it runs and it doesn't stop. So I, I think it might get a, it might get to or above twenty five k. I think a lot of factors will ultimately affect that, um, and that might be something we need to revisit six months from now, you know, and see where things are at. And but yeah, I, I think what would be crazy, bro, is if the government was like, all right, we've studied this whole crypto thing. And we're just going to create our own cryptocurrency and we're going to require us citizens to just buy into it. And that's, that's going to be our regulated form of, of government, right? Like imagine that, you know, I, I'm sure that idea has been at least tossed around at one point. Right. Um, but why, why would I have any incentive or motivation to be using their coin? The safety the behind it, the safety behind it, like, right, right. Government's coming in 
with regulation in regards to this FTX story and this collapse in order to make sure this never happens again, right? Like the, the rules and regulations surrounding crypto in general are so open and broad and they want to put some type of uh, parameters around basic, you know, regulations, whether that's holding a ledger of, you know, buyers. And even if that's just a name, you know, or, or something like that, but it's also the security behind it. You know that, <clears throat> well, in theory, again, in theory, <laughs> got to emphasize that, you know that if the government created some type of cryptocurrency or something like that, I imagine that people are going to look at that and say, uh, this is not some shit coin. This is not some altcoin. This is an actual, it's not a bank, but it's an actual government cryptocurrency that will make will is is likely to hold its value in some type of way rather than right like oh let's go put money in this and let's go put money in this and you see all these shit coins and altcoins just fucking doing deep dives bro and people lose thousands or millions in the second it's literally think about what happened with dogecoin and everything like that right like that's a perfect example it's so you know that when you think about like okay why would anyone want that it's like the security of maybe it holding its value compared to like an altcoin or some other type of currency. No, see, now that's fair. But as soon as you start flagging me, aka the government, on transfers that I'm trying to make or asking me questions about why I'm sending this many altcoins here, you know. No, but I think I think that's the beauty of the crypto, though. It's like you use, let's say, and and this is like we're literally talking hypothetically, right? Like we're going down the rabbit hole bit here but let's say you only use that for specific governments like you used us dollar let's say let's let's call it fucking us coin let's united states coin us coin you have to use us coin for for house payments for for power companies for utilities for wi-fi for phone all your basic shit that you that you know everyday americans pay for you can use that coin same thing with gas use that coin but same thing like you were saying bro like what if i want to transfer money use altcoins still because we're not talking about getting rid of altcoins you know like transfer x number into dogecoin and send that you know through a, a transfer of dodge and then just retransfer from different currency so i think that's potentially the way to get around that yeah like you said definitely going down the rabbit hole <laughs> no we're, doubt, gonna have, no doubt. we're gonna have to wait and see but uh yeah man i think you're spot on with your prediction that government regulation to crypto is coming and maybe right like their own coin that people are going to be adapting to and using a lot more but uh yeah dude i'll, I'll be very surprised if bitcoin can bounce back after this year to 25k like i really don't see it rising above 23 and we could honestly see it tank like a lot more so i mean that that's my prediction we're just gonna have to wait and see but yeah bro like you said i think regulation from the government is for sure coming uh, let's talk about economy that that kind of touches in with crypto. Um, I know you and I follow the economy and everything like that. And we text about talk about that kind of stuff. But uh, what is the prediction for 2023? We've had two years with the Biden administration so far, um, you know, rising inflation. It's been the highest it's been, I think, in 40, 40 plus years or more. Um, you know, the cost of basic goods, some are up seven to 10% and, you know, 
we're talking chicken, meat, potatoes, eggs, milk, basic goods like that. And, you know, we've talked about it with, you know, the rising energy costs and having to rely on other countries because we no longer have, you know, our oil and gas industry has been, you know, so we got so much red tape surrounding it. We still have a war going on in another country, and we are currently supporting one of those countries as of now in that war. And so a lot to take in. And obviously things, big things can happen, supply chain issues. We've talked about China's economy and how half of there's still a lot of lockdowns. At least that's what they're reporting. I, I don't know if there is or not. We, we really don't know. Um, but thoughts on U.S. economy as a whole going forward next year. And and what do you think is going to happen here? Oof. It's turning into a dark pot, man. <laughs> as much as... <laughs> As much as I hate to say it, I think that we're going to continue to fall, dude. Like you mentioned supporting the war. You mentioned oil and gas, dude. Uh, I think basic goods are going to continue to go up, right? We have massive corporations still making loads of money, millions, billions of dollars. But in that same boat, the common American person's dollar is being inflated because we're printing more. There's more being tossed around. So yeah, dude, uh, in an economy term, I, I think that the U.S. people should prepare. I think that they should save. I think that prices are going to continue to jack up because I don't see a rebound coming. I don't see anything showing that, yes, like we're going to get out of this recession. I think we're going to continue to decline into it as much as I hate to say it. So I guess that would be my take right now on the U.S. economy is that the common American, you know, blue collar, white collar job, whatever it is, like save your money. Cause I think that prices are going to continue to rise in a lot of different manners. And we're talking about gas, we're talking about daily goods that you could buy from the grocery store. So yeah, man, I think uh, this year is going to be uh, a darker year for our economy and not even to mention McKay, we've talked about AI, bro. And AI is continuing to evolve so much every single day. It could be a, this could be the year too the AI starts to overtake these middle class jobs like such as a server or such as a grocery attendant you know so uh, I think people need to really keep an eye on how the world is moving in those manners and definitely save those extra dollars don't be splurging and spending a ton this year and prices on everything I, I assume are going to be going up Yeah, that's a that's a bad take. And I, I think um, in terms of where you think, let me ask you this. This is a better way to frame it. A year from now, December 20th, 2023, are we better than we are now today? Let me ask you that. That That's maybe that's a better question. Like you said, man, so much can happen in a year and I'm not – you know, I'm not a future teller. I don't have a time machine or anything, but I'm still working on it. We're still working. Still working on it. Almost done, right? <laughs> but um, I'd say, dude, if we continue as a country on the trajectory that we've been going on, uh, no, I think the economy is in a much much worse state come this time next year. Like, I feel like it's bad right now, but we we haven't even seen the beginning if we continue to do things that the way that we've been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good take, bro. That's a good take. Um, I think in terms of my opinion on this, bro, I think uh, I'm piggybacking off you. I think um, 
prices will probably stay or hover around that seven to ten percent if they if they maybe continue to increase. I think at one point people will just stop buying. Like they won't be able to continue to afford that that increase in price, right? And so I think at that point you have that, which would be a huge problem. Um, you mentioned AI. Um, AI is making um, in, in, incredible, you know, progress really over the last ten years. And I would say that really in the next three to five, and I think we've talked about it previously in the pod, is that we're going to have. Uh, a large amount of service workers actually be replaced uh, with artificial intelligence. And uh, this is I, I, this is already in the process happening now. You can look at companies, you know, that are building incredible, incredible technology. You know, Boston Dynamics is one of them. And uh, it's uh, the progress that we've made just even over the last decade is just absolutely insane. So that's something certainly to watch out for. I think this war with Russia, bro, this is our next point I want to talk about here leading into this, bro. We've been releasing um, gas from the, the National Petroleum Reserve. The Biden administration has has been doing this. And as a result, Americans have been feeling a lower uh, gas price at the pump currently. So I think right now some prices are hovering around even the state of Colorado, like 200 or 237, excuse me, 237 to 337. So like obviously a lot better than than what it was at one point, but they say this is temporary, and because it's coming from the reserve, we still rely hell, heavily on you know uh, foreign gas and and bringing that in. So um, I, I honestly think it's potentially a band aid solution at this point, and. And to spit it out and just be frank, I think we're going to see really high gas prices again at some point in 2023. I don't know when that will be, but I think a lot of times it, you know, if so many things are at play. It's just a matter of time before one decision can lead to a consequence, but that consequence doesn't happen for six months down the line. Right. And so I think, you know, I'm all for lowering gas at the pump right now, but is it going to do us any good to continue doing that? when inflation is going to, you know, be the same or potentially worse. And then gas is going to be worse. It's like, we're, we're making it more expensive on ourselves later, bro. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, honestly, think about that. That's crazy to think about. So hopefully not. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I'm wrong with this prediction and uh, we're able to figure out our foreign energy policy and, I, I think uh, we really need to maybe be open to some other alternative solutions um, at this point, because I think Americans are just going to be, we have great idealistic goals of completely eliminating fossil fuels. I think that's a great idealistic goal. I really do. And uh, eventually when that time is right and we're there, but I think right now, um, you know, I'll, some of the locks on some of these oil reserves and the cap on the number that we can do here in the U.S., bro, we have oil here in the, here in the country and we're capped at the amount that we produce because, you know, there's a lot of red tape around it and a lot of regulation and there's a lot of groups fighting, you know, saying it's hurting the environment and everything like that. But again, let cost benefit, right? Like the cost of doing something like that, we rely on other countries for, for energy and whether that's, you know, oil and gas or, or some specific mineral, that's, that's uh that comes back to bite you, especially when countries have wars going on and countries are, are unfortunately put in really bad situations. So 
a lot to talk about there, lots to dive in there. But yeah, I think I think bro, we're gonna see a little bit of high higher gas prices. I think uh, I don't know if this war really does end. I really don't. I hope I hope by June that this war has come to some point where there's substantial progress on negotiations for some type of treaty. Um, because I, I just, I, I don't know how any side is gaining anything at this point, really. Right. Like I, I, it's just a loss of human life. So, so hopefully bro, again, revisit in six months, this war is at some point in a much better progressive state than it is, bro. But Crazy economy for this next coming year, bro. Go read the go read the Fed. Go read the Economist. You know, go read uh, you know some of the things we're talking about. And you know, we're not just talking out of our ass. <laughs> we're really not. You know, this is this is what some of the big guys and the big names are predicting. So, um, highly recommend everybody just prepare and, like you said, get educated. And it's not just us. You saw Jeff Bezos come out and be like, and I think he said like some crazy quote like. Don't buy refrigerators and cars right now. Like save your money. Like mm. things are things are gonna get bad. So like guess what? If if a billionaire is probably, you know, someone who really cares about his money, if he's you know coming out and saying that, you should probably do something about it, right? So I think we can end on that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I think we can too. The only point I would like to add is mckay's right guys watch out for those gas prices coming up here once our because how much of reserves do we have bro right we're gonna run out eventually and then once that time comes shit bro are we looking at four five dollars a gallon maybe cali maybe eight type shit so yeah that was insane so yeah man just just listen where i said save your money right now like bezos was saying dude because Time's probably going to be rough here in 23 and, and Biden's third year in election. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but all right, bro. Looking forward to next year. Last thing. Sports, bro. It's early. It's early. I get it. I get it. But is there any predictions? And we can keep the receipts. And this is, you know, we're December 20th with this pod. Uh, any sports predictions you want to call out for this coming year? And I, mind you, I would like to throw out probably the three sports that we watch the most, NFL, NBA, and NHL. Um, but if you don't have one, that's no worries, no worries. But uh, that's kind of where I'm with here. Yeah, fuck it, man, right? Like, it's fun. It's early on. Like, let's let's make some predictions, dude. So I'm, I'm just going to throw out top of my head here. You kind of caught me on the spot with this one. NBA, dude. I think the Celtics are going to win the shift this year. I think that they're pissed about last year. They're looking real good this year. Jay Tate's really stepping up his game. Jalen Brown, man. So my bold prediction for NBA this year is going to be Celtics win the championship. Let's go over to NFL a little bit. Ooh, you know how bad I want to say the Bengals. You know how bad I want to say the Bengals are going to get redemption, win the Super Bowl this year. But, uh... I don't think that that's going to happen, man. I think this is Mahomes' era, okay? I think Mahomes is going to be dominating, and I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I really do. Uh, Josh Allen's elbow, you know, it's in question and all that. He's going into the postseason. He's still playing. But we got some good teams, dude, like the Eagles, too, the Bengals. Watch out for the Bengals, I said, but... Kansas City Chiefs, man, I'm going to go with them for uh, NFL Super Bowl this year. So I got Celtics, I got Chiefs, and then NHL. Give me the Avs, bro. 
We're going back to back. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get healthy, and we're going to win that shit again. We're going to lift Lord Stanley for the second <laughs> year in a row. And, and uh, Tampa and us, that's going to be a crazy rivalry coming up. So those are my three predictions, man. I think MLB, it's way too early to yeah. even throw that What about, shit what about March Madness? Ooh, March Madness, dude. There's some good teams this year, man. And some it's really super, good teams. It's super early on, bro. I, Duke actually just lost tonight. I don't know if you saw that. They lost to Wake Forest. So that scares me a little bit. But Kansas, dude, they're always a super strong team. Don't think you can go wrong guessing them. North Carolina has some vengeance as well. But, yeah, man, give me, give me Kansas to go back-to-back this year. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So wow. Those are, those are my bold predictions of the year, my guy. <clears throat> all right, all right. I like those. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Um, let me start with the Super Bowl. Yeah, you took my prediction. I don't want to hear it. You've been running Joey B, and Joey B even beat Patty Mahomes. But you hear Bradbury come on the pod, and you tell him that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I agree with that because I've been riding Patty Mahomes this whole year. Go listen to previous pods. But – to make it spicy um, and add someone other than Bradbury's pick. Uh, I think potential, potential Super Bowl contenders here, bro. This is this is a wild, maybe not necessarily a wild pick, but um, oh god, I'm going between two teams here. But one is definitely foul. You're going to be like, that's way too foul. I can't believe you said that on the pod. So I'm not going to say that one. I'll tell you about it after. So the other team I'm going to say is Philly. Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, baby, fly. Um, I know Hurts, and it's contingent upon Hurts' arm being good. Okay? I just saw he has like a sprained shoulder right now and is potentially not playing this weekend against the Cowboys, which is – a very big deal because playoffs is practically here, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is not what you want to see if you're a Philly fan. Um, So, contingent. But if you're like, all right, who's your other dark horse team this year? Um, Dude, there's some some really good teams, I think, overall. But give me Dallas and give me Dak to play well. Yeah, look at Brad. God, if you guys saw Bradbury's eyes, they just grew by fucking 30 inches. I shit you not. But this that's guy, my baby. Dallas. This guy is taking America's football team to win a Super Bowl. Hey, man. I hey, to go, I will, thank you for clarifying. Thank you for clarifying. To go to the Super Bowl. Okay. I don't know about win a Super Bowl, but to go to a Super Bowl. You know? Let me Shit, say man. That. Let me say that. I I'll respect the take, but I don't know if I'll ever see the day. We're talking about the most <laughs> dis- disappointing team across all major sports oh, and franchise man. history. And don't even get me started. But hey, man, respect the Eagles. Obviously, con- contingent on Hurts and uh, whew, Cowboys. I guess I'll respect it, but shit, man, I don't know if I'll ever see the day with this franchise. <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. You never know, bro. Um, all right, let me go to my. Let me go to. My NBA, okay. You chose the Celtics. I think that's a great pick. I think the Celtics uh, definitely have a huge chance to go back to the ship this year. And um, there, there's really, I think, two teams, bro, 
realistically when I think that it goes down to it. And believe it or not, believe it or not, you know how much NBA I watch, bro. You know how much NBA I watch. I believe this comes down to a Nuggets Celtics championship or a Nuggets Cavs championship. Cavs, that is correct. You heard me say that. That is that is my that is my pick for NBA this year. Dude, I, I like that Cavs pick, bro. I really do. I was thinking about them. They're playing good ball right now. And Nuggets, too, man, like we're talking to a lifelong Denver fan. I'd love to see that happen. And that's we, not me just being Colorado, dude. That's that's me. They're second in offense efficiency um, from a player standpoint. They're here's where they fall. Here's where they fall. I think they're 14th in defense efficiency. So if they can clean it up on defense, they're the second three-point scoring team throughout the whole NBA. Boston's number one. Makes a lot of sense. That team can shoot. But, dude, like from a, from a team standpoint, they're in the top five in a lot of out of five categories out of like four out of the five. Yeah, you and I both have heard the saying, defense wins championships. And uh, <laughs> I, if you remember last year, dude, Nuggets got a tough draw against the Warriors and yep. they lost 4-1. to one, And that team yep. was lethal. They couldn't stop them. So defense is a massive factor. I'd love to see it happen, dude. But uh, I, I think the Celtics and the Cavs both have a better chance of making the ship this year, as much as I hate to say it. I hope I'm wrong, obviously, though, being a lifelong Nuggets fan. Who's your, who's your Western Conference pick, then? Western Conference, bro, it's it's crazy over in the West, dude. We had the Jazz in first who dropped like nine, okay? And then the yeah, Nuggets are obviously up there anymore. <laughs> nuggets are obviously really good. But bro, give me give me the Warriors. Okay, I like that team. And then I'm dropping an absolute dark horse right here, dude. Give me the Lakers to figure it out, dude. With A D, LeBron, Westbrook. I mean, LeBron's playing arguably the best basketball across the league and continues to do so. He he drops my jaw. He's amazing. If A D can stay healthy with that and Westbrook off the bench, dude, like it's a lethal team. You know, they could pick up a shooter along the way, which would help him a lot, but yeah, man, I, I like the Nuggets. Uh, I like the Warriors more, and I think I like the Lakers more too. That's it's insane, cr- bro! I want you to know sounds. you're picking a 11th and 12th seed right now. From the I world. know, bro. That's, I know. That's but wow, wow. We got a, we got a long season ahead, my friend. We and do, we as, do. As long as they can get a spot, as the Warriors proved last year in the sixth seed to win the ship. Um, those are some deadly teams, bro. Those are some deadly players across the board that have proven in and out every year that they're here to play ball. Facts. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, there you have my NBA pick um, right in the Nuggets. If you were to be like, all right, McKay, give me another Western Conference team. The other Western Conference team I would tell you that I really like this year um, is actually going to be the Memphis Grizzlies, bro. Um, I think this team has what it takes, and as long as Jaws healthy, and here's the thing, I I think the Suns are are right there with the Grizzlies. I really do. The Suns are another good team, but Book's got to be healthy. CP3's got to play well. Ain't's got to play well. When you think from an offensive standpoint on the Memphis, Jaw has to has to play really good, and then he has to have a lot of support from role players. So if you're like, ooh, Memphis or Suns. Give me Denver Phoenix from the West and give me Cavs Celtics from the East. Those are my top four. Top two from the West, top two from the East. 
I can respect that. Phoenix is a little vanilla, but obviously they're a really good team. A lot of good players. CP3 is unbelievable. And I do like that Memphis respect too, dude. So I think all these teams are great teams, dude. Even sitting 11 and 12 for uh, Warriors and Lakers. Uh, it's a lot of firepower coming in both ways. West is loaded. East is loaded. Should be a hell of an NBA season. Yeah, and we're not even halfway there yet. Haven't even got to All-Star break yet. So super am for that, bro. Dude, and I know you're not a huge NHL guy, but give me your pick on the ice this year to win the Stanley Cup. I got to hear it. Is it the Kraken? I got two teams for you. And the first one is the Seattle Kraken. Uh, that's right, baby. Been following this team for two years now. Um, I told you this was my NHL team. Dude, we got to get our roses. Give us our fucking roses because last year we got smacked, bro. It was it was brutal watching some of those games, dude. Like it, it was so tough. But dude, we're beating some really good teams. We beat the Avs this year, um, and we're playing really good hockey, bro. So I don't know how far we'll go. I don't know, you know, the experience on our team in the playoffs. I know that always has, um, you know, uh, an effect. Um, but dude, dark horse Seattle Kraken, dude. That's a dark horse NHL team. I get respect it. I mean, Andre Burvkoski, ex-Avalanche, ex-Stanley Cup winner. He's really a massive implement to this cracking team. And, dude, they're, they're a scary team. You just have no fucking idea what they're going to do every time they step onto the ice. Are they going to score six? Are they going to go scoreless? Is Grubauer going to be off? So... Uh, yeah, man, I like that first pick. Fuck it. Ride your team. Ride the Kraken. I know you've been following them. But uh, I know you said you might have a second pick for us, too. So I'm I intrigued. do. Do you, know who, do you know what team this is? I don't. I'm intrigued, bro. Who okay. is this? I got to go. I saw this goalie live. This guy. Dude. God. This guy's insane. And his name is Igor Shosturkin, bro. And he's the goalie for the New York Rangers. And I saw this guy. Shit you not, stopped 42 shots in one night when they were playing the Ash. 42 shots. The Avs are a good team. They won the Cup last year. And they he stopped 42. So, look, I know there's a lot of good goalies. I know Tampa's got a great goalie. I know, you know, the other teams, like even the Avs goalie isn't that bad. But, dude, this guy, I, I'm amazed every time I see. I'm like, dude, let's see what happens here. We got a one-on-one situation. Boom. It doesn't even fucking flinch him, bro. He's so good. So that is my team, my second team here. Um, that uh, maybe a little bit more favorable chance of of making a run in the playoffs, but that's the New York Rangers. Yeah, dude. One team from the East, one team from the West. I love it, King Igor, dude. He is something fucking else. So yeah, I I have to respect both of those takes. And who knows the way the puck is gonna slide? Because NHL is fucking whack, my friend. But it's yeah. it's gonna be a hell of a ride, that's for sure. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Uh, all right, bro. I'm gonna drop my March Madness pick. Then we're gonna get rolling here. Um, I got. Dude, you know what? I don't know. Some people might be like, oh, it's too early to say. But I'm calling the Houston Cougars, bro, to make a deep run in college basketball this year. March Madness. That's right. At least, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Keep the receipts. Houston going to the Final Four. 
Respectable take, man. The Cougars have been a hell of a, a basketball program as of late. They get a lot of good talent, a lot of good athletes. So uh, Sitting at 11-1 so far this season. Playing really good yeah, ball, bro. I, I can't shroud that pick at all, dude. The Cougars, they're, they're a hell of a team. Could make a hell of a run, but dude... We know how crazy March Madness is, man. You you yep. better be in it yep. to win it every second right. you're on the floor, bro. That's right. So yeah, so yeah, Erica. So imagine they go to the final four. I'm calling it here. But let's say, all right, be more realistic. Okay, take them to the Sweet Sixteen at least, bro. I'm riding this team to the Sweet Sixteen at least. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say on this. And yeah, you know I don't watch the bases, but you're gonna be giving us updates to the bases. Um, so that would be good. But broke. I can't believe, like, a year, another year is upon us, my friend. And re- sports are going to reset. Seasons are going to restart. I was I was driving home um, today from running some errands out and about, and uh, I heard on the radio here in Denver um, that uh, they are already selling the Rockies opening day packages. And I'm like... What was the date again? April fucking whoa, man. Like chill, like chill, bro, chill. But it got me thinking like, holy shit, they're already planning for this shit, bro. Like people are already buying opening day tickets for baseball in three months. Like that's that's crazy, bro. NFL is going to be over in less than six weeks. Like that sucks, bro. That sucks. Come on. What the hell are we going to do every Sunday? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it breaks my heart. NFL is coming to an end. I felt like it just started up. I know we've said that weeks in a row now. It's just it's, it's crazy, dude. We're at the end. The Super Bowl is coming soon. Um, God, crazy. Second note, dude, on baseball, yeah, those guys are fucking dogs, my friend. I mean, 162-game season plus playoffs, and then pitchers and catchers report in February, bro. That's that's less than two months now that they're already back on the diamond trying to get their grind for the ring. So, uh, yeah, it, it's quite crazy, man. It's the, the circle of the sports world that just goes round and round and continues to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, brother. That's a good point. Well, shit, man. That is that's gonna wrap up our segment, bro. That is uh segment three. Looking forward to next year. That was fun. We got to, you know, hash out a little bit of what we think is gonna happen. Whether it happens or not, it's always fun to talk about. And I hope we're wrong about our lot of predictions, especially regarding like the economy and everything like that, right? Like hopefully it's not as bad as they're making it seem. But you know, I think it's always good to talk about and uh just kind of lay all the cards on the table. But speaking of laying the cards on the table, bro, it's time to hop to our next segment. That is segment four. Picks, baby. That's right. Uh, last week, let me give you a little recap. I called Broncos if Wilson plays. Wilson didn't play. Broncos still won. We'll take the dub. Still dirty. Would you say like, oh, yeah, uh, was it a good win? Listen, it was too the Cardinals, bro, they didn't have Kyler Murray. They had um, Colt McCoy. I believe it's Colt McCoy. And we had, was it Brett Brett Ripken? Or I don't even know. How Ripen. Ripen. Okay, yeah. So I, I didn't even fully, like, watch this game. Um, it was just two teams that aren't, you know, I think one of them is now four 
four games the other no they're both four four games and whatever what four and 12 or four and 11 so like both not very good records um 76ers won against the warriors um so we called money line pick with that and whoo my sweat pick of the week bro the commanders plus 10 and a half this week uh they ended up losing to the giants by eight so they were up they were up at one point bro but i'm glad i called that 10 and a half because Never know, bro. Those are two teams. You got Saquon on one hand, then you got a really good, you know, Washington D. So I'm glad we went with that. So we're we're ending uh this past week sitting pretty nice. We're at 14, 1, and 3. Um, and Bradbury cleaning the slate as well, baby. Um, we had the Bruins last week. If you want to talk uh, talk about that, and then the uh the rest of your picks as well, brother. Yeah, dude, we took the Bruins at home against the Jackets after a tough loss in OT. It was pretty, pretty easy call, in my opinion. This team's only lost four games in regulation, two in OT. The Bruins are absolutely wild and potential cup winners this year, too. They're looking really good. And then we took KC and Philly on a little parlay. KC had a sweat in there at the end, but they pulled it out against Houston in OT, bro. I mean... Sheesh, that line was also ridiculous. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It was like a minus 1,100 money line. But hey, cash it. And then my sweat pick of the week too, the Bengals plus 10.5. Easy cover if you took them on the money line too. Tommy Boy's washed. Joey B's in. So, yeah, clean slates for both of us this week, my friend. And now I'm sitting at uh, 15-4. and four. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good slate, good week. And, dude, we got some really stellar NBA Christmas Day games, bro. So I think we talked about this, but I, I would have – I like to kind of – I guarantee not a lot of people actually know about this. So it's actually reported that uh, um, NBA – the reason why there's so many NBA games on Christmas is that from a holiday perspective, Thanksgiving has always been an NFL holiday. Right, like NBA was used to play games at one point on Thanksgiving Day, but due to viewership numbers declining for the three NFL games, it eventually just was essentially removed at one point. And so now the flop side, NBA is really heavily invested on Christmas because it's their it's really their full day. No other sports in the US are really on on Christmas Day other than nba so kind of crazy to think about that <laughs> two major leagues were like yeah we won't we won't uh you know play on your holiday but you know it is what it is kind of thing but classic capitalism bro you gotta love it right um on top of that bro we have nfl and you know on christmas eve which is freaking phenomenal like NFL on Christmas Eve, NBA on Christmas Day, bro. And I guess we could do NFL picks if we really wanted to, bro, because we have Christmas Eve. And, I, dude, they, we actually do have two Christmas games this year, believe it or not. So we could do NFL and NBA if we wanted to. So yeah, it just, dude. just happened uh, this year, I guess. Yeah, it was funny. Christmas fell on a Saturday, but kind of, or excuse me, a Sunday, 
But kind of like you were saying, dude, the NFL moved all their games to Christmas Eve, except for like two or three. Like, yeah, like, so they were like, we can't play anymore. <laughs> yeah, like NBA's day, basically. So, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy to think about that the NBA kind of owns Christmas in that manner. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, bro. So, I guess with that, let me uh, let me open it up to NFL picks if you want to throw in the NFL picks. And uh, yeah, we're we're a couple couple of days before the weekend. So, if you even wanted to take some Christmas Eve games, um, wouldn't be opposed to that either. Um, but if you, if you want me to break it down, I'm happy to, bro. No, yeah. Let me let me get uh, my two cents in just real quick for NFL. I do want to just throw one pick out there and it's christmas day and you guys might think i'm crazy but he's my favorite quarterback to probably bet against it's baker mayfield at home la rams going to going up against the denver defense bro give me the broncos money line dude honestly whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. say that again say that again say that again. i said baker you suck you continue to suck. That game-winning drive was—I I don't know—you pulled that out of your ass. But you looked—you didn't look good against uh, Green Bay, and you're facing a very similar strong defense, dude. I, I don't think the Rams come away with this win. No way, McKay. I think that Ripon or Wilson—I prefer to see Wilson. But uh, dude, give me either quarterback and give me the wow. Broncos on Christmas Day. Yeah. Wow. I'll take <laughs> Damn, that's a hot take, but I absolutely love it. That's what you come here for, and I love. It that, yeah, that's a really good pick, bro. Um, all right, I'm not gonna classify this as an easy dub pick. I'm not, I'm not, and I hope I don't fucking jinx myself. It's not an easy dub. No, no dubs are easy. That's I don't know why I said that. Stupid thing to say. But my pick for this week, Saturday, December 24th, 11 a.m. game. The Bills go into town in Chicago against the Bears. Give me the Bills, bro. I'll ride them at at least a touchdown to beat the Bears. I know the Bears are starting to figure it out more in the season um, down the line. I know Justin Fields can run the ball like a, a starting running back for any team. But Bills, I think, are, are getting in that playoff mode. And, uh, you know, they ha- they've had a couple of close games, but I think Josh is about ready to turn on. And uh, I think this will be a good game for the Bills. Yeah, I can respect that. I mean, the Bills, they're really figuring it out. It's getting late in the season. Bears are 3-11. They are at home. Um, So, yeah, man, that's going to be an interesting game to watch, honestly. Uh, I'm going to give you one more NFL pick here, McKay, because I'm looking at all these games, and they're they're great this week. Dude, we yeah, got a lot yeah. of close matchups that could go either way. But one game I really see, you know, there's no way this team loses at home Christmas Eve. Give me the 49ers against the, the Washington football team, or the Commanders, excuse me. I almost called them the Redskins there, too, a throwback. To 49ers money line on this? Yeah, 49ers money line, dude. At home, Christmas Eve, dude. You got okay. C-Mac, Brock Purdy's playing well. I, I don't think that this team loses on Christmas Okay, Eve. okay. Ooh. Ooh, okay. All right, that's a good pick, bro. That's a good pick. Oh gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna go with this one. I'm gonna go with this one. You're, you're probably—I I don't know—you may be surprised. You might not be surprised. I'm riding the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Philadelphia Eagles this Saturday at 2:25. It's gonna be a hell of a game, bro. I hope Jalen Hurts plays. I hope he plays. But uh, in Dallas. 
these two, right? These two are are not only hate each other, but they're you know, Eagles have already clinched. Cowboys are at this point, you know, any dub is great, but I don't know if Hurts plays. But give me the, give me the Cowboys to win at home on on Christmas Eve, bro. What? And I've been riding Fly Eagles Fly all year from a betting standpoint. You know that shit, bro. But you mm. know I'm, I'm gonna be dropping some some same game shit for that. Because that's going to be such a great game, bro. Damn. Damn. McKay, my guy. I know. He I said Jalen Hurts or not. He's taking Dallas. You were giving me a little wowza on Denver over Stinkfield, you know. But, whew, that is going to be a hell of a game. I honestly thought that you were going to say the Detroit Lions over the Carolina Panthers. Just the way that that was building up. But that I'm will even... that will happen. Ride that shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> is that another pick for you? You taking the Lions over Carolina this week? I like that. Yes, yes, of course. Parlay that, actually. Don't add the Cowboys pick. Parlay the Bills and um, what you just said. Parlay Detroit. those two. Yeah, Detroit Whew. and the Bills. But Dallas, man, I will be keeping my eye closely on that one because you know that the Dallas cow frauds, you know, I, I'm all about late in the season. They just – they always find a way to blow it no matter how good the roster is on paper. But, yeah, man, that's a hot take, and I have to say I like the pick. We'll see what happens. I, we'll see if I'm eating my words uh, after the new year or not, bro. But uh, you got any NBA picks? I know you dropped two uh, two NFL, but you got any NBA picks this week? Got a really Oof. good slate on that. Dude, the hardwood, man. I usually stay away. I think you know this. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think I'm going to have to stay away. Even with these great Christmas games coming up, I'm not throwing any official picks out here. Okay, so. Okay, okay. Um, no official picks, but I do lean three home teams this day. I like Boston against Milwaukee at home. I like Golden State against Memphis at home, and I like the Nuggets against the Suns at home. But no official picks. I am not a hardwood master, that is for sure. So just giving my two cents on what, I, what I'm like. Two cents on NBA, no official picks. He says it's not counting for his record, but it may count for his bank account. I like it. I like it. Um, ooh. I definitely – Bucks and Celtics, bro, in Boston. Give me Boston. I like that. I'm riding that. Suns at Denver. Ooh, that's going to be such a good game. I cannot wait for that. Give me Denver. That's right. Give me the Nuggets, bro. And last game, Lakers, Mavs for me. Um, Lakers are going to Dallas. It's Christmas. LeBron is going to have a fantastic Christmas down in Dallas. He's probably going to put up 30. Uh, I like the Lakers. Give me the Lakers down in Dallas. So my three NBA picks right there, bro. Dropped three picks practically for NFL this week and three picks for NBA. Celtics, Nuggets, Lakers. Let's go. That's on actual Christmas Day. Super excited for that, bro. Going to be a great game. Um, we got We got really good records right now. So. Hopefully we don't screw them up uh, after this uh, after this week. But uh, we got one last segment for the year, bro. That's right, for the year. And we're going to kick it off or really end it off, do a little send-off with the best 
bet slip from this past year. Now, if you guys follow this pod, you know we we really try our best to maintain and keep updated on some insane bet slips from some of them. Like, you know, there's so many sports books out there. We're we're trying to follow all of them and keep you guys updated with all of the bet slips and, and everything like that. But we talked about this gentleman a couple weeks ago, and we've actually been following him uh, for a while now on social media just to make sure we stayed updated with this, bro. But do you do you want to drop this? You want to talk about this? I know like this is kind of your your baby sport, you know, like this is your love. So yeah, bro. And we've talked about this bet for weeks. We were wondering what was going to happen. And I, I called it to a T, bro. I said, I would ride this until the finals, wait to see who the matchup is. And it was against fucking Messi and Argentina. I would have done the same shit, but this France world cup better had 550,000 on the line from a $26 bet. He decided to cash out for $286,000. That's life-changing money. He made the right decision, too. He probably probably would have been having heart palpitations and a heart attack eventually if he rode this shit, going to PKs like that. But, yeah, man, bet of the year. Futures uh, bet, he hit basically six championships, cashed out on the seventh with the World Cup with France, and... He walks away with $286,000 off of a $26 bet, my friend. So, bet of the year without a doubt, in my opinion. And and look, he wasn't a time traveler. Like, I can tell you that. Like, he wasn't a time traveler. He might just be a really good sports better. Um, he, he called this right, man. I'm so glad he cashed this out because that would have been heart-wrenching if we were like, he was the biggest loser of this year, right? Like, that would have been terrible. Made life-changing money, made the right call. France ended up losing um, in the World Cup. Congrats to Messi. We talked about that already. What an what an insane accomplishment and, and huge honor. I saw, dude, quick side note, I saw, like, the parade in Argentina recently happen. And, dude, they had to, like, evacuate him from a hel- – like, using a helicopter because there were millions of Argentinians – trying to to see him and they crowded the streets bro it was absolutely insane so all love to this cat this was this was so cool to see um but yeah life-changing money over a quarter of a mil pretty cool yeah dude this guy you and i were just trying to make 100 bucks dude shit (laughs) this guy is the biggest winner on the bet slips in Lionel messi as you mentioned earlier and i did too is the biggest winner for this year so win-win situation there All right. Well, he he. If, if we look at you know sports betters who, in the past, you're like, how can he hit on something like that? Right? Like that's so crazy. When you futures bets actually have really good payouts, like because it's it's so far in advance, right? So with that, with that, I've come up with. I'm dropping it now, December twentieth. 2022 my future pick my future bet and that is going to be christian mccaffrey ap comeback player of the year that's right ap comeback player of the year i don't see how this dude doesn't win this award like honestly from the injuries compared to where he was at carolina and compared to being just an immediate lethal threat here in san Fran. 
hats off to the dude. I know how much we've talked about him previously, but that's I think a good futures bet, bro. Show me, show me who has run, riding up against this guy, and who and who's gonna argue and say, yeah, he's better than C Mac this year. No, dude, I love that. That's that's a beautiful futures bet that I will be tailing you on, my friend. Like C Mac comeback player of the year, lock, easy money, dude. This cat immediate impact in San Fran. I had a good start to the season in Carolina too. So I, I don't see any way how that, that futures doesn't come through, dude. He has to get AP player of the year, comeback player of the year, you know? And if you were to say, give me one more. Cause that was such a hot take ride. Patty Mahomes for MVP. Honestly, like I, who else you got up there? You got hurts who just hurt his shoulder. If he does not play this week, his odds are going to decrease. You have Allen who's, kind of decreased as like the weeks have gone by just because Patty and Jalen have played a lot better. Tua was up there at one point, right? So I don't see anyone being better than Patty Mahomes this year. Jalen Hurts, I think, was right there. Like he is. He is right there, right? But if injury is going to sideline him, I don't see how Patty Mahomes doesn't win this. Well, outside of Russell Wilson, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jokes, I forgot pain. about that. I forgot about that. That's a good. That's a good call. Jokes, pain. Denver Broncos suck. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. All right, degenerates. We are coming to a close. God, what a year it's been. Not only for this show, but just in general, man. Like a lot of crazy shit. We we talked about it earlier on in the pod. Like expect the unexpected sometimes you know it is what it is and uh sometimes you just got to ride it out but i hope everyone's going into the new year dude like happy positive thinking and healthy dude that's i think my biggest wish is to all you degenerates out there so i hope all y'all have a blessed blessed holiday season merry christmas and uh degenerate nation we will be taking a little break uh we will be going on a little two-week hiatus here um get some much needed rest and relaxation because we're coming out with new content we're gonna blow through this new year and it's gonna be so big for for you guys and for everything we have dropping so with that bro i want to kick it over to you brad barrick to say anything you'd like to to gen nation before we wrap up the final episode of 2022 bro damn Damn is right. Degen Nation, I love you guys. Uh, I can't wait for the year that we have to come. So much big stuff for the network just as a whole. And for you sports degenerate listeners that have been here for the long time, thank you. Uh, much love to you. And just know that after this two-week hiatus, we're going to be hitting the tracks hard. It's going to be a massive year coming up for us. And uh, I can't wait for you all to join us. So, yeah, dude, that's all I got. Just thank you guys. I love you, Degenerates, and uh, best of luck for your bets coming up here and for the new year, and we will see you in January. In January. All right, Degenerate Nations, you know where to follow us. If you don't, go watch other pods, all right? There's the only reason you don't know where to follow us is because you didn't watch our other pods. So go back, watch it, follow it. Degenerate Nation, like Brad Barry said, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are cutting out for the final episode of 2022. We will see you guys next year, full of life, full of some good shit, good content. Uh, Stay healthy. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Doses.